New South Wales went to Paddy Duff in Brisbane and only became a fully fledged jockey probably a couple of months ago. Can ride. Okay, well, if uh, she's making her way to Towong for the first time and if she has luck around Towong, which is not the easiest track, then race two, number one, Fleet Destination won't miss each way. Towong, race two, number one, Fleet Destination each way. Um, I just came up with out wide play. I think, do we call it around the grounds? I think, uh, Mark, is the correct. Uh, as long as you call it something, otherwise I get harassed by listeners, Luke. So as long as you call it something, I don't mind. Oh, they, they were upset last week when I forgot to ask you. So, um, <laughs> they, we, saved, we, no, they saved their money last week. <laughs> that's all right, mate. mate appreciate it. Uh, it's an exciting day and we're looking forward to it. Uh, hope uh, there's many winners for all of us, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, and for your ratification and entertainment, Mark, Wendy has ridden six Metropolitan winners in Brisbane this year, five uh, second-place getters and three uh, third-place getters, whilst at the Provincials, uh, she doesn't make that, but she has ridden six winners in town. I saw, the, I saw one of those last two winners out of the 50 rides was at Nanango, so I got a little concerned, but I'm, I'm bored by your words, man. Yeah, no, can ride, don't worry about that. And uh, good to see Terry Kennedy listening this morning from the Racing League. I told you would give me the stats. 27, run, uh, 27 winners for the Racing League from 16 horses that had made it to the track. So good luck to TK and the Racing League with Lethal Thoughts today. And uh, they've got a runner in Brisbane as well. Glenn, thanks, uh, thanks Mark. Have a good day. Uh, Glenn, thanks for your help. Uh, you'll be out there at Rose Hill, no doubt, uh, gearing up for a big card. Yeah, Jeeves is just putting the hat and the gloves on, Luke. He's uh, washed the car this morning, uh, got the air conditioning going and the engine running for me to jump in and get to Rosehill Gardens. Have a good day, mate. Thanks, Luke. There's Glenn Munsey. The Flemington preview. Stick around. We'll focus up on Eagle Farm next on Sky Sports Radio. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1800 858 858. The 2023 Commercial Club Albury Gold Cup Carnival is on the 23rd and 24th of March. Experience one of the great Country Cup Carnivals with prize money of 825000 and great racing, including the Norton Development Group Flatnacker. Enjoy the unique experience this region has to offer. Don't miss the traditional Calcutta on Cup Eve or Queen Forever Live on the main stage after the Cup. For more info on tickets and hospitality packages, go to albryracing.com.au. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. It's Longines Golden Slipper Day at Rose Hill Gardens, the pinnacle of Sydney's Autumn Racing Carnival. Australia's biggest day of racing with five Group 1s featuring the world's richest race for two-year-olds, the $5 million Longines Golden Slipper. Celebrate after the last with a Sydney-only live performance from ARIA award-winning artist Canal, DJ Set, including their chart-topping Elton John and Dua Lipa collaboration, Cold Heart Longines Golden Slipper Day, Saturday, March 18 at Rose Hill Gardens, where stories are made. Book now at theracers.com.au. For the very best entertainment in the Territory, you just can't beat NT Thoroughbred Racing. A day at the races simply must be on your bucket list. Whether it's Darwin, the Alice or one of the country clubs, go Territory Racing. Be part of it. Interstate Form Preview, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. 
Let's get to Bernadette Cooper now for this preview at Eagle Farm. Bernie, good morning to you. Oh, good morning, Luke. Nice to be joining you. We um, we were, you know, predicted to have a massive amount of rain today, but nothing's arrived so far. So we're looking at a, a good track still at this stage. Yeah, we'll see if it turns up later. But as you said, good four at the moment. And hey, what about last week? Uh, gee, oh. you're a good judge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet you were happy. <laughs> I, I've got a, I've got just the saddest story ever to tell you. Uh, where you didn't have anything on him. I didn't have anything on my horse more than number one last oh. week. Who Bernie came on here and tipped at fifteen dollars. Oh. We got distracted. There may have been um, a, a little that bit of that happened to me before. Oh, it mm. was. We, I got a few texts started coming in. Oh, well done, well done. I'm like, what are these texts about? And I, oh, I completely no. got sidetracked. I was working a yes. function. I forgot all about it. I didn't even watch the race, and I didn't have anything. That happened on. to me. That, oh. When Emerald Kingdom won um, that Bamber or whatever, the stakes race or whatever they won, I was on holidays, and same thing. In the morning, I'm like, yes, I've got to have something on. I've got to watch. And then I got, got sidetracked with Stella, and I ended up in a museum, and then I started getting the text messages. Congratulations. Oh, I mean, it's a great feeling, but it's the lowest feeling uh, when you have oh, you, You've been robbed of the moment uh, of enjoying it, and I was with a, a lot of my friends and work colleagues, and we're all in a cab together, just yeah. talking rubbish. Um, we'd had a few, oh. um, and gee, we were it was pretty we were to just watch upset. too, Luke. I mean, we were all just throwing <laughs> throwing something on. $2, that's right. And, a, and it was a good price. Yeah. Oh, it was a great price. So I was very sad. But um, Jag, gee, you must have had a word to him over the fence. That was a peach. Oh, it was a great ride, wasn't it? And, you know, I think, you know, the best thing was that, you know, as usual, these, these runs just come at, along the fence at Eagle Farm. So mm. you just... You just be patient. You just be patient and let it unfold. We're seeing a lot of horses taking off pre-corner at Eagle Farm and running out of gas, you know. And those, these races really changing complexion inside that last 50 metres. So, you know, he's a horse, obviously. You know him, he's your horse, but he's, he's great held up like that. 100%. I think he's sort yeah. of at his mark now, but he's just been so much mm. fun. Um, he's He's won five or six races for us now, so he's been a beauty. We digress. Mm -hmm. Today, yeah. we kick it off with this two-year-old race, 1,300 metres, and number two, Mr Caleb, is the 2.30 favourite, ahead of five, Gucci Diva, $4.80. That's not you, is it? You wear the, you'd wear the Gucci. It's just felt different. <laughs> I don't this have is... anything Gucci, I'm afraid. <laughs> this is just, this is G-U-C-H-I. Uh, number four, Capital C, at $6.50. What are you tipping, race one? I am tipping the Gucci, though. Um, who draws one with 54 and a half kilos on her back here today. She is still a, a maiden error. Um, well, probably most of these are, actually, in fact. Are they all maiden errors? Let's have a look. Oh, no, Adelaide's one. The top weight's won a race. I think it might be the only one. So it's a pretty even sort of a bunch. And although Mr Caleb looks really nicely placed here and does come from a strong Sydney stable, I feel as though Gucci Diva is going to really... Enjoy getting out to 1300 here today. The problem with this race is there's no tempo in it. I really wouldn't want to see her in front, but I guess if they're going to hand up to you, um, you may as well take it. And that could well be that possibility. So I, either way, it's going to be a dawdling run race in the first sort of two or three furlongs here of this race. But she was good last start behind trifling. And although I've doubted the trifling form at stages, it just keeps standing up. So for that reason, I'm with Gucci Diva over the favourite, Mr. C uh, Caleb. Um, for capital G, uh, that's 
the horse that beat him at the Sunshine Coast looks pretty good, that shot of whiskey. And Crimson Warning, um, who is the best in the Felix the Scat race. So five, two, four and six. Race number two and number nine, lovely esteem, two dollars fifteen. Favourite in this class three, sixteen hundred. Two the red kite is two fifty and six dollars for number four Tenzing. Yeah, this is another race, no tempo. I'm tipping Tony Gollum's horse this Tenzing, the, the former Kiwi Galloper. Um, and even though it looks ugly for him on this map because there's no speed in this race, we do know that you know Tony Gollum's pretty adaptable uh, with his horses. And although this horse probably isn't all that suited in going forward, you know, generally, if, Tony, if they're going to hand up, Tony's the first one that will take up. So we'll just see where he ends up in the run. I, you know, I preferably would like a horse or two to follow. Um, but again, as I said, this race really lacks tempo. But what we did see was a really nice type on that, uh, and it's Australian debut race. We ran fifth behind Patton. They went back from a bad gate. And it was a really good run. So he's certainly out to the mile and sticking at a class three plate is really in his favour. So Tenzing on top, the red kite, the definite danger. He just blouses them all here the other day. Well, far too good. Um, Whitewater comes out of the same race um, as Tenzing last time out and was pretty good down the outside. A good draw is important for him here today, I think. And lovely esteem's also got to be in the mix. So they're all in good form, all of these four horses at the moment, actually. And it's going to be interesting, tempo-wise, what happens. Four, two, three, nine. Race number three, Eagle Farm. And it's a 1,600-metre race as well. This benchmark, 85. Number seven, Santiro, $2. Number three, Sagacious, $3.50. And one, Fast Talking, at seven fifty. Yeah, um, I, I've tipped the favourite... I really wanted to tip fast talking, to be honest, and I think if you're looking for something with a bit more value, and we've got eight runners just here, um, I think fast talking is the way to go. But I just couldn't get away, uh, and that's each way with him, but I just can't get away from the 52.5 kilos for Santiro here. And even though Sagacious beat her fair and square last time at Durban, I think she's, I, I think she's slightly better probably at Eagle Farm. So I'm going seven to beat one. Definitely sagacious in the mix. Um, and Red Light Roxanne, she's been carrying 59, 58, 58. She's got 52 kilos on her back. So while she has looked a little bit dour and a little bit um, one pace, she could be quite zippy today with just 52 on her back. So 7138. Race number four, 1,830 metres, a benchmark 78, and Miracle Spin heads north. Number 11 for Matthew Smith, $2.70. Number seven, Kapangi, four forty, And one Clyde on the next line of betting at $6. Well, this one has been favourite since markets opened, and it's very interesting. He's a four-year-old by Pivotal, uh, obviously an English horse, lovely staying pedigree. He's only had five starts. He went two races on heavy tracks, but gosh, if you watch his last run on a good four at Rose Hill in a midway, it was by far his best run, I think. So it, big track, Eagle Farm is going to suit him. I am going to stick with him. Maddie Smith generally brings the right horses um, here to Queensland, so I'm going to bank on him um, being able to win today. So 11 to beat Walt Speed, who I think could be our likely leader, Mark Goodwin's doing such a great job with his old war horse. Um, seven, Kapangji, definitely. He was a good winner, beating Warp Speed last time out. 
and Clyde now moves into the mix after the scratching of Guts and Glory. Obviously, always beware BJ horses over this kind of trip. So 11, 2, 7 and 1. Race number five is an open handicap, 1,000 metres. Number three, Boom Nova, 3.30 favourite, six Rubiquitous at $3.60. At the head of the others, number five, Asamu at five. Yeah, funny little race, this one. I'm tipping legal esprit to four, and there's a little bit of heart overhead in it, possibly. But, um, you know, when you get a little horse that's been just so good to you on the test. I think I, I don't think I've missed him. Maybe a couple of his early wins, and that's about all. Um, he's great fresh up. This is probably the best class of race he has ever faced fresh up. But on a couple of occasions, uh, um, you know, he's been incredibly unlucky. Um, I think he was, he's won three. He probably should be four from four, actually, first up. Um, but just a great little horse. Got square wheels, funny little guy, um, but just wins, doesn't he? He's won seven races already. But as I said, step up here today. What we're banking on is Tavistan, Boom Nova, um, Osamu, Ubiquitous, Princess Luna. All, there's five of them, all speed runners here. So we're hoping on a crack, for a cracking speed here. Um, no pressure on Aidan Thompson in the early stages of this race. Just jump out and go the fence. <laughs> and just wait, because generally they come off the fence. Don't know why it is. They don't like the fence here. <laughs> but the rail is out, I think, six, is it six today. I think it's six, so, uh, yeah, six metres. So maybe they might stick a little closer to the fence. But generally, they all are happy to roll off the fence here at Eagle Farm, which is something that never happened in years gone by with the old track. Um, but that's what they do now. So you can just about almost every race, you can bank on getting a run up the fence. So I'm going four to beat one, Tavisan. I think he's going great this time in. He's had a win and a second. Um, Osamu. Uh, and Boom Nova means I haven't got a spot for a Ubiquitous. I'm pretty sure Princess Luna um, and Osamu, neither of them will want to give up the lead. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see who does lead in the end, actually. So 4153. Let's go to race number six now. Class six, 1200, number eight, Manhood is the $2.60 favourite. 11, Enterprise Pom, 270. Five, Fast Coney at $4.20. Yeah, well, I was on Ned's gully here, but he scratched. Enterprise Pond was the favourite. And then I think we you know, might have had another one, maybe Fast Coney. And so, obviously, there's been good money for this manhood here this morning. He, he was my second pick, so naturally he got pushed to first after the scratching of Ned's gully. So, I perhaps would have liked to have seen him with one more try, but nonetheless, I think he's been gelded since we saw him last. So, I'm hoping to, that he's not that he wasn't genuine. I mean, his record sort of speaks for itself, doesn't it? He won four of eight. So he's got a great record. But there were a couple of times when we expected him to sort of wow us, and maybe he didn't. But he trialled recently behind Zoo Style. He wasn't asked to do anything. Jag rode him in that trial. Jag rides him a lot. Um, and I'm going to stick with him. I think the map looks ugly. I'm surprised that he's favourite just because of the draw. Um, but maybe he just rolls forward here and maybe sits outside something like Enterprise Palm in the run. She's the danger. Hot Spring Gold is definitely the really classy horse here. I know that, um, you know, they're hoping to get this horse's rating up for some big feature races during the, car the carnival. Um, so we'll see how he goes. Probably not at his best at 1,200 metres, but he does love Eagle Farm and Fast Coney best for the rest, 8, 11, 1, 5. 
Let's go to race seven now at Eagle Farm, previewing the meeting with Bernadette Cooper. And this over 2,406 metres, a benchmark 78. Number five, two smoke and barrels, 390 favourite. Two, Tappy's Lad, 460. Three, Scarlet Tufty at five. Well, Tappy's Lad beat two smoking barrels last time out, but if you reverse the runs from the point of the turn, the rest together, one went up the inside, one went round them. And that would change the placings, I believe. So, um... I'm all over two smoking barrels here today and have been since Thursday and just think this is also hasn't won for about 500 days, but he is a definite um, distance horse in 2,400 metres, mile and a half is his trip all day. He's one for one uh, at the trip and he's got three or four, three, three really good runs together and he's just got... Back me next time, last start written all over him. So to, definitely the favourite here. He's my only special here today. So I'm fired to beat the horse that beat him last time, Tappy's Lad, Scarlet Tufty in the mix. And I put Contrition. And Contrition is the smoky for me here because she's dropping from 59 to 52 at least. I don't know whether Ange can ride 51, but definitely to 52. And although her form looks really average, this is when she can sort of come to the fore with this kind of weight on her back. But I'm fine, a special 239. All right, like it. Uh, race number eight, three-year-old handicap over 1,400 metres. Number seven, Brookhaven, 440. Three, Atlantic Ocean, $4.80. 12, Speak Up at $5.00. 14, Betcha the Crown at 5.50 and 6.4, number 9, Beyond a Chance. Um, good even three-year-old contest, this. Well, I was with Brookhaven at $7 on Thursday, so um, obviously a lot of scratching, scratching for Hang 5, Ultra Boy, Diana's Affair and Swiss Scandal. Um, we'd had one start for one impressive five-length win. Um, so obviously that's just forced this horse's price now into $4.40. I thought $7 second up was a great price. He's certainly a classy horse and he really caught the eye of most people after he won a maiden at the Sunshine Coast. He came from well back. Then he went to uh, Eagle Farm and he ran into Yellow Brick at his next two starts. And to be fairness, at the second one, he'd probably gone over the top and had enough. But the first time he met Ultra Boy, oh, Ultra Boy, Yellow Brick, he closed off really nicely behind him. We all know what Yellow Brick's gone on to do since. So um, definitely class. Again, the map looks ugly for him from the draw, but all these scratchings perhaps might help him out a little bit. He does have tactical speed too if they want to, but I think it's just more effective if it can be ridden off the speed. But 7, 9, 3 and 14 for me, betcha the crown in for Ford. We go to the last race, nine at Eagle Farm and over 1,400 metres, no metropolitan win race and 12. That feels better is the favourite, currently showing 270. Three, Briars Kingdom, 370. Number 16, Fun Sponge, is at $6.50 and number six, Petunia Burn, at $7. Mm. I think with the favourite, he's obviously racing very well, um, and if he's ever going to run 1,400, I guess it's today with 52.5 kilos on his back. But there are a couple of others. I think you're getting a race that's going to have a ton of speed. I think Magic Charlie's going to go forward. Bryce Kingdom's going to go forward. So your dream should be handy. Um, Miss Baltimore could be an outright leader a long way out in front. Um, Fun Sponge has had three starts for three and led all three on all three occasions. So I think originally I was going the value here with Petunia. She was around the $8 mark. I think she's now 7 So I think still she's a great option if you want to play something each way in this race because 
she is in career best form for her at the moment and barrier one and no weights on her back and even though she's not you know, make massive use of barrier one but she's she's not going to have to do anything either and she might be sort of fifth sixth defense three pairs back biding her time but also in saying all of that i think Bryce kingdom even though he led last start, probably likely to take a sit just behind something like Miss Baltimore here today and use her as the bunny. And I just think, think you know, I keep coming back to him with 54 kilos. So I've gone three to beat six, but I like both. Um, 12 is going to be my third pick, which is the favourite. And 16 fun sponge, well, we don't know how good they are till they get beat. Your best, is in, your best is in race eight, isn't it? Uh, race seven, race number seven, five, sorry. staying race. Really keen on two spoken barrels, but if you want something a little bit more value, Petunia's nice at seven dollars in the last there as well. Beautiful. Have a great day, Bernie. Thanks, Luke. See you. There's Bernadette Cooper looking at Eagle Farm for us. Let's get straight to the great man, Gary Harley, who's on his way to Gosford today uh, up there on the Central Coast, and they back up next Thursday as well with another meeting. Good morning to you, Gaz. Yeah. Good morning, Luke. Uh, beautiful day. Uh, what are we getting? About 34 on the hunter. I think it's just under 30 degrees here. I run a good four rail out three metres the entire. And the meeting next Thursday, Luke, is the qualifier, the Polytrack uh, yes. Provincial Midway uh, qualifier. And it's the only one of the qualifiers that's 1,200 metres uh, because that uh, Gosford, as you know, they can only run 1,200 or 16. Uh, so uh, it'll be... 1,200, mate. A uh, few scratchings today. There's a couple of very small fields, a couple of odds-on shots. But there's eight winners, Luke, and that's the main thing. Speaking of odds-on shots, Gaz, race one, maiden 1,000. Elegant Empress, $1.40. Alicia Collard on a short price favourite. That's a bit of a worry. Oh, it's not. That makes it a better thing. <laughs> <laughs> mate, it looks unbeatable on a trim the other day, and it's a pretty ordinary lot. It runs third here at Gosford the other day, Luke. Three wide, no cover uh, from the 1,000 um, and all the way towards the home turn and then I think it got one off. When the shift in, oh, shifted out badly at the 150 and then wanted to shift in at the 50. Had a few traits, but it only got beat less than half a length. I mean, if it had, done, had a better run and done anything right, it would have won clearly, I reckon. David Pfeiffer, Alicia Barrier won five runners. you got to take the shorts, but... Looks too good. Number seven, Graceful Force for the Snowdens. It was placed the other day. Number eight, Rare Beauty. This trial good. You did win a week of racing this for Robert and Luke Price. Uh, the Little Masters ride it. And number four, Zambezi River. Six, seven, eight, and four. That's race number one at Gosford. Let's go to race two. This over 1,100 metres. Phillies and mares, benchmark 64. Number four, Crystalline is $2.50. Five, Our Lady Stardust, three ninety, And six, Thomas Lava at four sixty. dollars yes. Yeah, look, she's got a lot of speed, but they didn't ride her for speed the other day, Crystalline, but she went terrific. Um, that was at Wild. Miss Violet, who's in form, beat a half a length. Now, she went back to midfield there in a field of nine. And Tommy Sherry, lovely ride. He got her across fields at the 250. Anyway, she pulled up with wounds to the offside cannon. So that wouldn't have done her any good. And um, I think that today uh, she'll be very hard to beat. Now, she gets a tongue control bit off and the tongue tie on for the first time. 
He's a good boy, Jasper Franklin. He's a heavyweight apprentice from the North Coast. He rides at about 56 and a half. So uh, what was she weighted at? Luke, 59. Yep, three off. He'll be able to ride, you know, it with, at the 56 and a half. And I think she'll win for Mark Unum here. Um, Miss Violet beat her the other day, and it's got a good chance in a better race today. Number two, Twitch. Look, I'm gambling on this one, Luke, to run well. It looked to go terrible in a recent trial. Not been seven lengths, run seven to eight in a wire trial. But last time in, on its form, it had beat these. Uh, at Gosford, it's had three runs for a win in two seconds. Kylie Gavalock's got it, barrier one. Uh, run third at Warwick Farm, the Glittery, back in July. Second at Gosford, the Deep Crystal. Third at Warwick Farm, beating a couple of the Lafetti Jewel. But I can't get that trial out of my head. It's got barrier one, and it's got a tongue-tie off uh, for the first time. We'll see what happens, but at a best, she just about win it. But I want to see her do something after that trial. Five and six best of the others. Four, two, five and six. That's race number two. Let's go to race number three at Gosford now and have a look at the market here. 1,200 metre class one for Resistible. The opposite of you, Gaz, you're irresistible. It's $2.70 <laughs> ahead of number two, Abuela, $3.90, and number five, Burroneer Boy at five fifty. What are you tipping here, mate? I'm tipping one, like Twitch, who I tip second there, has got to go better than a trial. But like Gosford, number... To Abula, who's a dual acceptor, a Greg McFarlane, Christian Reef. I've got to give it to Christian. Um, Ten months off after that horror fall at Newcastle in the straight, and um, well, he's been back about a month or a little bit more. He broke, I think, a heap of vertebrae or something in his back, and he went swimming in a heated pool at, uh, I think it was up at Maple, up our way, for you know all those months to get right to come back. He's ridden about three winners in the last two or three weeks. And, I mean, he has won a couple of group ones. He's a terrific rider. He rides from barrier one. As I said, it likes Scotsford and lightly race. But in the trial the other day, Glenn trialled at Glenn Schofield before he retired on the 24th of January. And it was five and six deep in a field of six. But he set it alight coming to the turn. But in the last 50, it only walked to the line. Um, so, at its best, it wins, I think. Just want it to go better than it trial. And as a lot of the trainers keep saying to me, uh, Luke, they don't pay on trials. If you win a trial, you get nothing. Two on top to be five Burradier Boy for one of my neighbours up the road in the Hunter, Todd Howard. I think it'll run well. Run second, second up the other day. That's Morgan Rides. Seven Zerim, you'll run all right for John Thompson. And four resistible. It won a maiden at Newcastle in June and won very easy but uh, the recent trial at Ramwick, it ran on okay but its last two runs in September it finished way down the track so I don't know what went wrong there. Two, five, seven and four. Race number four, 1,000 metres, benchmark 68, number one, Oxford Vision, 3.20, eight, Miss Violet, 3.90, seven, no statement, 4.40. I may as well give you the other two. Two, Akaka Falls, 4.60, and $5, Shark M. So uh, a tricky little race. I've got to say, gee, Kim has a wonderful ability to keep horses up for a long time and racing well. I speak of Oxford Vision, Gaz. Yeah, well, she's a 
Yeah, that's that tender, loving care she gives them out there on the farm, Luke. Mm. Look, Oxford Vision's never raced better. I know at one stage they're saying he's a non-winner and that he's had 17 runs, the three wins, but he's had 10 places. And his last run, he won here at Gosford, BG was Johnny the other day. I thought G was Johnny had him cold at 200. Well, I was hoping it did, uh, but he never got there. This horse boxed on well. Now, Brad will of the ride, 60 and a half on its back uh, today, and run second at Hawkesbury before that and should have won. Walked out of the barrier last, couple behind him and run second. One at Gosford prior to that. has got a terrific record at Gosford. Now, what's got to happen here? They can't lead Miss Miley. It is an absolute flyer. And she's had four runs this prep for three wins in a second. She survived the protest to win the other day at, uh, at Wyong. She can get a shade tied at the end of a 1,000. And I think if Oxford Vision can, you know, get sort of second or third chasement, uh, he'll run over the top of it. But Miss Violet will give you a good, uh, good sight. She's very quick and doesn't know how to run a bad race. At Carker Falls, for Brad Widder, hit one well the other day at Canberra. And number seven, no statement, went all right first up. One, eight, two and seven. Race number five at Gosford today, 1,100 metres for the two-year-olds. And number two, Deciduous, is the 360 favourite. Ten Sky Artist, $3.90. 13 Raises, six fifty, And uh, number three, Dylan's Lad, on the fourth line of betting at eight fifty. How did you handle these two-year-olds? Yeah, I thought there was a few chances. When Ona wrote a winner for Gay and Adrian yesterday, there was absolutely off the map. I think it went up about 8 or $9 with Cabin started something like uh, $3 and led all the way and absolutely bolted in and she rides for him again today. So he had the one run, Luke, and that was at Warwick Farm in December, got beat half a length by Rasilon and I reckon it, it was $2.30 that day and it got back to midfield, not the way that uh, the Gay and Adrian horses normally race and on that run you'd think it'd win but the big drawback is the bad barrier. Uh, it drew originally at 14. It'll come into 11 uh, in a field of uh, 12. Uh, but that day it got back a bit, but it showed a lot of speed in a recent trial at Ramley. So knowing, you know, the game of Adrian trait, I think it'll be, you know, trying to lead or sit outside the leader. Number 10, Sky Artist uh, for Peter Roble. Run third the other day. Uh, it'll win a race shortly. Number three, Dylan's ladder first started for Annabelle at well, And number six, uh, Los Padre for James Cummings. Two, ten, three and six. Let's go to the next uh, two, ten, three and six there for Gaz in uh, race number five, the two-year-old. Race number six is a maiden over 1,200 metres. Favourite is horse four, Galactic Miss, $2.80. Seven, Smart is Smart, three fifty. Two Dec- uh, Decimus is at four, $3.80. And number 10, Din, at $8.50. Yeah, Smart is Smart, three fifty. I'm Ronnie Quinton. Carries the famous Tate Colours of uh, the Tate family and Jill Nibison, who's Sandy Tate's uh, sister, lives up at Walker, way out west. And, of course, these are the so many group one winners. Uh, Tie the knot, bag out, way back. Uh, they had so many good horses too, and they still breed them. Um, look, if you had a look at its race form, you'd think that I've got to go to uh, get a checkup. But the trial the other day at Ramwick hasn't raced since October. 
finished down the track in three, it's only three starts. But if you have a look at this trial, it was an absolute ripper. Andrew Atkins' trial that got way back just ran home beautifully like you'd like it to down the outside to get Peter Nose in the trial. I think Ronnie's got it ready to win first up here. Um, smart and smart. And uh, Andrew Atkins riding today. Number two, Decimus uh, for Richard Litt. It went to Canberra, got lead two lengths. It'll improve on the debut run. Number four, Galactic Miss. Not without a hope. Uh, it ran fourth its only start. And that was at Warwick Farm. Was beaten four lengths. It walked out of the barrier two behind them. And number 10, Dib. Seven, two, four and ten. Race number seven, class one and maiden, 1900 for Beauty Crusade, $3. Getting a bit easy, 10 premise at $3.20, 12 Sylvakia, four eighty, and 6 Owari at $6, Gaz. Hey, there's four chances here. Uh, number 10 was outstanding winning here the other day, premise. And I want you to close your ears because I'm going to say it was a 10 out of 10 from Alicia Collins. Uh, coming to the home turn, I thought it was in a bit of trouble uh, behind the leaders. It was a Gosford Mile race last start. But coming, she got it across heels at the two, right about the 200, or just outside the 200, Alicia. Good bit of riding and by G had hit the line. One by one and a quarter running away. John O'Shea trains by contributor, the old uh, Godolphin horse who stands at stud, I think, in New Zealand. And... Um, it's only run before that run at this clip. I think I beat half a length at Goldman. Mm. So this could be a double for Alicia today, and it is a good race, but Beauty Crusade for Ronnie Quinton. It was very impressive winning here last start, and um, actually it went up odds on that day. It started about 2.40, and it won easily by two lengths. Number six, Awari. Three starts for a win and two seconds for Brad Widdup and Brad Rawilla rides. It was very impressive winning uh, its last start. And this horse of Mark Newnham's is dead set, ready to win. Sil Barkia, runner-up its last two. Good race for the quality, 10, 4, 6 and 12. Last event, Gaz Race 8, 1100, benchmark 64 and number one, two you got. Is the 350 favourite to bring us home. He's flying. Absolutely flying. He'll be running in the wild card at Scone, the country wild card, uh, next Sunday, tomorrow week. Terrific when I thought at Tamworth the other day. Uh, promising young boy, Brace Knock, who's with uh, Cav. Been with him for over 12 months. Uh, he's got a big future. They're all talking about him in the hunter. He'll claim, uh, what's he claim here? Three? I'm not sure. Uh, but. At one at Tamworth, he rode it. Um, it. Yeah, he claimed three, of course. Um, Wraith rode it up there, but today, Jasper Franklin, uh, down from the coast, who uh, is now with Mark Newton, he's riding it. And, gee, that was a big win at Tamworth. And beat a horse called Dimension, who won impressively up the country since then. A lot of times these country horses, you know, come to town and, uh, come to the provincials and they find it a bit tough, but I think this horse is well up to winning. And Cavill uh, Abbott's spot on here, barrier two. Right, oh, second pick, number eight, uh, that is Gee Whiz Johnny. He's begging to win a race. Four placings from his last five. Number nine, London. Gee, this stroll good. 
to Jared Austin and Jeff Benz's first up, and two Athletica again, Adrian. I've got all four of the quaddy. One eight nine and two. Our best bet, mate, on the program is in as I turn the pages. Luke, um, what did I uh, just look at? Oh yeah, Crystalline race two, number four is the best bet. Uh, now race five, the quaddy. Two, ten, three, and six. Race six, seven, two, and four. Race seven, ten, four, and six. One, eight, nine, and two. Beautiful day. We're on a good four, and uh, we should have a very good meeting coinciding with uh, the big one in Sydney. Talk to you later, Luke, and uh, good luck. And I know that you won't be shouting tea tonight because that lovely partner of yours, I'm certain, will. Ride two winners today. <laughs> Good on you, Gaz. I hope you're right, mate. Uh, you enjoy it there at Gosford today. Thanks, mate. See ya. There he goes. Gary Harley looking at the eight race program at Gosford today. Stick around. Six past ten, Sky Sports Radio. Coming up next, it is Behind the Gates. Darren Flindell, Andrew Hurley, Brad Davidson. Joining myself, Luke Marlow. We want your texts. Start sending them in. If you want to talk about Rose Hill um, or you've got any other queries, we'll mainly just focus on on racing. If you've got any betting queries, save those for Monday on uh, Punters Postmortem. But if you want to talk about horses, you want the opinion of any of the panel, fire them through. We'll uh, discuss Rose Hill mainly. Um, and at the end, we may cover the Group 1 Newmarket as well from Flemington. Behind the gates next, Sky Sports Radio. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Sometimes footy is everything. Six again! Sometimes footy, band practice, trips to the zoo, and your nan's birthday is everything. So whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with KO. Whenever sport is everything. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help, 1-800-858-858. The 2023 Commercial Club Albury Gold Cup Carnival is on the 23rd and 24th of March. Experience one of the great Country Cup Carnivals with prize money of 825000 and great racing, including the Norton Development Group, Flatnacker. Enjoy the unique experience this region has to offer. Don't miss the traditional Calcutta on Cup Eve or Queen Forever Live on the main stage after the Cup. For more info on tickets and hospitality packages, go to albryracing.com.au Racing action in the top end. With 38 meetings a year, the action never stops. And for the very best show on sand, Darwin Racing is tops in the top end. Territory Racing, be part of it. HQ Insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options, including reimbursement for post-mortem costs. Be sure, insure with HQ. Sometimes the Bulldogs are everything. That's forward! And sometimes online dating is everything. Mm. 
That's forward. So whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want. The 17 Bulldogs games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. In a moment, the traffic. A wise man once said, everyone is entitled to be stupid, but some abuse the privilege. However, when you feel entitled to a good wine, don't be stupid. It's a privilege to be able to reach for a bottle of De Bortoli Windy Peak. Affordable quality. Here's the traffic. Only at Bing Lee. Receive a Woolworths e-gift card valued up to $400 on selected cooking appliances, dishwashers, fridges or laundry appliances. Head to bingley.com.au today. Five dock, two cars have collided on Lions Road eastbound at Pine Avenue. There's a broken down car in Camperdown for City Road, northbound approaching Cleveland Street, taking out Lane 3. And in North Sydney on the Warringah Freeway, the speed's been dropped citybound towards the Sydney Harbour Tunnel. Right now at 40 Winks, when you get your bed match profile in store by any my side mattress to get your partner's side free hurry and sunday exclusively at 40 winks serious about sleep i'm andrea panomo number one in racing on sky sports radio the big sports breakfast weekend putting the pride back into the manly jumper mark spud carroll good morning men you've been doing what the players and what anthony seabold told me of absolutely brutal 6 a.m saturday morning sessions mate um spud's gym it's old school i like that's the crap I oh, really did. <laughs> one day, actually, uh, we were doing pads, and uh, one of them said, Oh, we'll have to hit your lace, but it's here. Get your life, just body punches anyway. Billy Army for pizza, mate. He's six foot five, 115 kilo. He puts one straight on my chin. <laughs> the big sports breakfast weekend. I've been brought up. If you train hard, playing comes easy. They've certainly been doing that. Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Sky Sports Radio, 11 past 10. You know what time it is. It is behind the gates. And what we do in this segment is not only produce a four-leg multi where we each identify a horse we think can run top four and try and get you, our listeners, paid. We also discuss and give our thoughts on Rose Hill mainly. Uh, We will touch on the new market at the end of the show. But uh, it's Rose Hill, the focus, and uh, it's the... The same stable as last week, Andrew Hurley, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson and myself, Luke Marlowe. Great to have you with us for another week, Andrew Hurley. Big day, big, big day. Uh, Coolmore Classic here in Sydney, Newmarket there in Melbourne. You pumped? Absolutely, I'm pumped. Yeah, it's always one of my favourite races of the year, uh, the Coolmore Classic. I'll never forget, like, we remember Sunline for her Cox plates and, you know, she was an absolute freak. I think she carried 60 and a half uh, one year when winning the uh, when winning the Coolmore. Mm. Greg Childs was aboard, sat three or four wide the whole trip and gave him an absolute <laughs> shellacking. She was a horse. Uh, yeah, she was. But it's always a good race. And again today, gee, I tell you what, it's tough. But uh, it's $5 a field. But, yeah, right across the board, some great racing. Obviously, you know, this is the final look. We're going to have a a see of the two-year-olds with the golden slipper next week. So a lot of intrigue uh, in this meeting. Really looking forward to it. Fond memories of uh, the year Daisy Doom won it. From Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Adkins, first group one. Mm. We were living together at the time. We didn't forget to celebrate. I'll give you that tip. Uh, Sunrise? 
Oh, well, he went to track work the next day. I don't know how. Really? <laughs> He's still an apprentice, but uh, that was, oh, I can't remember what year, but... Um, I'll tell you what year it was. We'll have a, have a look. Uh, he, Dixie Blossoms or Daisy Doom? Daisy Doom. 2018. 2018. Morning, Darren. Yeah. The dulcet tones of Darren Flindell join us. DF, yeah, how are you? Yes. Yeah, good morning, boys. Yeah, Sunlight. great memories. 2000, sorry. And 2002. Sorry, Darren. I'm mm. just looking to see how old I am. Gee. <laughs> yeah, she won it twice. So I think it was 2002 that she carried the 60 and a half. Mm. There you go. Sorry, Darren. How are you, mate? Um, well, one thing that always comes out of this race, uh, it does show up a lot of value. I think you brought up about Sunline. She was odds on when she won it mm. for a second time. But each year, um, a lot of the winners have been over the $10 mark. Mm, exactly right. Uh, the other Quinton Mare in recent years to win it was Daisy Doom. She was 20s mm. uh, or around that mark when she won it. Brad Davidson is with us uh, for another week. How are you, Davo? Yeah, morning guys, up and about this morning, uh, this is what racing's about today, forget about the wait for age features where you get a $1.70 and they walk in front, give me a handicap any day, they're just such better betting propositions and uh, the Coolmore Classic and the New Market, two great examples of that today. Send us a text, guys. Uh, if you're listening, you've got a query for any other panel, you want to ask about a horse, 0419-767-272. And you know what? Call us, 1353-53, if you want to get in touch with the show. Oh, we can't? Oh, we can't. Oh, hang on. We can, we can. Westy's getting up. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love she's to working on a Saturday as it is, <laughs> which would be against the grain of what she wants to do, and now you wanted to take phone calls. That is, of course, our, our star producer, Leanne Weston. And can I say, doing a brilliant job sure this does. morning, uh, and so too is Steve uh, panelling us. Uh, I mean, it's a hard task to make us sound good. We don't all have a voice like Darren's, where it's just <laughs> press play and away we go. We, we, we need to be... Uh, what, what's the, the thing that the singers do? The auto tuning in here, Darren. No, they all tune my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where all this is headed. <laughs> Nowhere good. We'll get on to the racing, but quickly, Broncos last night, they were fantastic. I was down oh. 10 nil, and they just went bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Early do doors, but Luke Walsh by the year. He looks really good. Mm. Um, he was outstanding. Great to uh, be two for two. Mm. Um, mm. Darren, how are you feeling? Well, I had a multi Herbie Farnsworth to score a try and do my best today at Thelderick, so I'm dark that, that that's not alive. <laughs> um, but yeah, watching uh, your man Reese Walsh, he's just gone to a new level this season. He's always How been a very he? good player, but my yeah. goodness, those cutout passes, the execution. Wow, uh, <laughs> you boys are in for a very exciting season. Well, when I say you boys, uh, bron the Bronco people. Yes, I'm very excited, guys. I'm very excited. Uh, we've been sort of languishing the last couple of years, but uh, we're back big time. Let's get into Forget this. About cool. that. Forget about that sport, boys. Cam Green, 100. Aussie Kawaj, 180. That's where it was yesterday. Forget about that sport. Aussie dominating <laughs> in India. That was a big story no, yesterday. That is, that is a good that point, That is good actually. as well. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Dave. I love, love the cricket as well. Great to see the boys uh, too turning it around because it was a pretty dark start to that series, but they've, uh, they're batting well, playing well. Let's uh, talk some racing. Group 1 Coolmore Classic, 1,500 metres at 4.40 this afternoon at Rose Hill. And I might come to you first, Darren, for, for your thoughts on the race. Uh, how does it shape up this year? The the Coolmore Classic. Um, now, the, the pace of the race there with Anna Visto, expat, of course, probably a tour regime. I, I just keep coming back to this mare that over the last six months or so, every time she's been in a race, she's been racing the best. And I refer to, to Hinged. 
A look at her first up run. She was within a length of Animo, carrying the same weight of, of 57. And she's got that tactical speed that I think McDonald can just get her in a beautiful position by the time they find their spots into the first turn. So I thought Hinged was my main player of the race. Ruthless Dame, her performance was outstanding in the surround stakes. Uh, being so wide and then and giving it her all at only her fourth race start. She looks a very exciting filly, Ruthless Dame, and she's really tough, so I think she's going to benefit by the slightly longer trip there today. And although uh, she's a belters, running the surround wasn't too bad. She really hit the line hard, but like... Um I'm trying to focus on horses today that'll be in the front half of the field. Um, we're on a good four, and uh, I, I just I don't want to be on horses giving away too much ground there today. So hinged is my pick in the Coolmore Classic. Davo. Yeah, look, I think it's a, a good race to, to bet into. Uh, I think there's a, a great deal between a lot of them, as the, the market suggests. But I think Yearning's got to be a terrific chance here. She. Look, her best runs are fresh, but they have the two trials leading into last preparation, only the one trial this time in, and Deb said the first up run was a second barrier trial. I mean, she's been beaten a length by Hope in your heart. She didn't get out. For, she got out for about 100 metres in the straight. She gets a six-and-a-half kilo swing on Hope in your heart, who's a really good mare, and I just think at, at around that $10 mark, she's the, right, the way I want to play the race. I want to give a good push for... Pride of Jenny at huge odds as well. I've got her fourth pick, $34. She's got a real spike second up uh, in her profile that she always peaks second up. I think she can jump out of the ground here. I think Ana Visto, uh, Espiana, they're, they're right there in the mix. My only concern with Hinged was uh, just that it's going to be a pretty fast track today. I think she's better with the sting out, but saying that, of course, she's got the, all the right form around Animo and and J-Mac and all that. So I just don't think the three-year-olds are that well off this year in, in the weights. Um, I think they're harshly enough treated and uh, I want to be around them to a degree here. So yearning for me, I think the, the value play, um, I might get a little bit better than what's on offer now. I know she's been specked away at all week, but I think she's strong here on the home track, second up out to 1,500. I don't say this very often. Pride of Jenny, which uh, Brad's just mentioned, Today holds the third most amount of money investment-wise in the race at $34. So uh, now that Brad said that, I doubt it they'll, uh, they won't tickle it in. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting, uh, Brad, that you've said that. And as I said, we have written plenty of bets on it today. As you can imagine, it's a wide-open affair. We'll look at the fluctuations today and we'll start with Hinged. Eight into $6.50. Anavisto, $4.40 to $5. Eight dollars to nine dollars hope in your heart mustang valley 18 to 19 mirror vision 26 to 34 purple plays an interesting runner 31 to 34 expat 13 into 11 ruthless dame 8 to 850 she's a belter a wind in there 13 dollars to 10 dollars yearning holds a spot at 10 dollars 9 to 10 for espiona more profit 71 to 81 14 to 13 for a torazine pride of jenny well they're letting you on went up 31 now 34 dollars so that's a look at the trade. It's a very, very wide open market, but as Brad said, you know, handicaps, that's why we love them. Oh, no, no doubt about it. I'm with the earning as well. I was slightly worried about the second up stats, but Davo, I'm just happy to ignore the, the stats. Um, she just went too well first up. I, I think she could be a fully mature man now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you've, you've got to have a little concern around that, but I'm thinking the fact that she didn't really get a crack at them, that, you know, I'm treating it like... Uh, Maybe a bit of a second barrier trial. I heard Michael Hawks on the radio down in Melbourne during the week and 
he said she's nice and fresh and they labelled her their best chance of the weekend and they've got Clemenceau there at $3. So pretty good push and um, yeah, I just think, you know, for a Group 1 winning mare now, which is a Group 1 winning filly, of course, at 52 kilos, I think she gets in really well. Let's uh, get to our first text, and uh, I like this from Russell in Penrith. He goes, morning, legends, and Luke. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if he's having a dig or if he's just said, oh, morning, legends, and Luke. (laughs) What do you think, boys? He's having a dig. Yeah, good on you, Russell. I I like it, It's a definite dig. (laughs) Yes, it's well taken. Uh, He's back shot maker. At $9 in race one, and he wants to know the panel's thoughts. Uh, Darren, uh, any opinion on Shotmaker in the first? Yeah, see one a trial leading up to this, so um, a little tick there. Nathan Dawes Yard's uh, flying, and <clears throat> he'll be up there in a forward position, so I wouldn't talk you out of him. I, I didn't find a spot for Shotmaker in my top four. And I'm probably taking a bit of a risk going with uh, Duggan's horse, the ex-Hong Kong runner, Border Control. But I, I loved his early form here, and I thought his last run was pretty good, uh, the way he savaged the line late Border Control. So I'm just hoping that he's come up with a draw today, uh, that Rachel Kim might have him a little bit closer over the 1,200 metres. It's the first time he's tried this distance in Australia. But um, I thought Border Control, I could win one of these uh, midways and have him on top of Oxford Tycoon. Prince Invincible would be well positioned. Estero's going to need some luck and then uh, shot maker. But I didn't uh, find this an easy assignment the first. We're going to get an independent analysis of Jacqueline Reward today, Brad. Of course, uh, one of the uh, part owners. $16 last start into $10. He didn't have a bean on it. Oh, no. Yeah, I've oh. been there. Dave, I was there last week as well. My horse, more than number one. Didn't even watch the race. Forgot. Got distracted. No, you I got distracted. Oh, I How was, could you get distracted if you own a whammy? How horses full. do you own? I was full. Yeah. <laughs> Still? <laughs> you're like the sheik or something where you've you know, got that many horses you don't know when they're running. I was in a cab from Ramrick Racecourse to um, the Oak at Double Bay and uh, we were just talking rubbish and just slipped my mind. I was so sick. Uh, didn't even didn't get to enjoy the moment. I just felt robbed. $15. Forgot to back it. Forgot to watch it. Uh, you need a good old hard long oh, look at yourself, mate. Disgusted Fair at income. myself. Brad, Jacqueen will reward today, mate. I'll tell you, the winning the other day felt like uh, winning the Melbourne Cup. It was <laughs> huge because, you know, we bought this horse two years ago, very cheap on the uh, the English online sales had a, had a few, well, quite a few setbacks with him, but, um, yeah, to get that win was just was over the moon. So, look, today's a, a tougher task for him again, but, look, he bounces into a third up. His best rating was third up last preparation. He's going to get a lovely run from the draw. He gets a nice claim, and I'm hopeful that he'll uh, that he'll run in the, the top five or six there somewhere and, and, you know, suggest that he's up to that level. But, um, objectively, the... The heart says Jacqueline Reward. The head says probably Prince Invincible over Border Control. I thought Prince Invincible was terrific when wide no cover last time out. I'm sure they'll roll forward today. And 1,200 dry track seems to suit him as well. But, yeah, look, I'll be, I'll be, I won't be having a dollar on again. I'll be sitting back and uh, having a look and uh, and hoping and cheering very hard there today. Miss Kanjiki's clearly best-backed runner today, dollar-wise. Only eight fifty into $8, but holds double the amount of the favourite, Prince Invincible. Uh, in terms of Dollars Hill, it's Miss Kajiki in front of Border Control and then the favourite, Prince Invincible. 
Uh, the delights of being a racehorse owner, it's always a dilemma, isn't it, when you think you've got a chance, but, oh, well, am I going to make this um, obligatory donation again today just in case it does get up and win? <laughs> oh, fair <laughs> enough if they're $2, $3. But if you're not backing your horse at double-figure odds, as I said, oh, it, fair dinkum. It wasn't a decision to let it go. I actually thought he could win, and uh, I don't know, I just hadn't... Uh, I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it. It's worse than when Osipenko got scratched late last week. I mean, it would have did that oh. bolted in, wouldn't it? For me, guys, I can't. I can't just... I need to stick to my... You know, a best of best for me. David, so I'm, I'm a bit robotic, but we if know. I mark a horse $15, $15, <laughs> I need overs, you know? So I think I marked it. 20s at that, started 10, so, I, I, yeah, that's the way I played anyway. No, no, it's, it's fair enough, mate. Uh, Darren, you were saying? Um, no, I think I've made my case. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luke, you're only a couple of weeks into this. Uh, bloke texts in every week. Snackers from Canberra. He's a good man. He's just one of those yep. blokes I've never laid eyes on, never spoken to him, but I reckon he'd be a super bloke to have a beer with. He's, uh, he's texted in, morning, Snackers. Uh, Flindell stopped the train last week. Lads, I know Zoo got you short, but he's Fireburn an each-way proposition, and he's also uh, wishing good luck to the Canberra Race Club for the next two days. He, he actually should be coming to the Calcutta tonight, Snackers. You're, hope, you're going. I hope he is. You and, you yeah. and Dave, aren't you? Yeah, we're running yeah. the Calcutta down there. Yeah, so, Snackers, along, if, Snackers. You're, if you're coming, uh, come say good day, mate. Uh, it'll be a really good night there. I'm, I'm excited, looking forward to it. What do you think, Darren, about, about, uh, about Zoo Gotcha and Fireburn in this far lap? I'm, I'm a little... My only concern with, with Zoo Gotcha is that she hasn't shown her best on the firm track in two runs so far. Uh, so that's my only slight concern. She's, she was brave in defeat there in the surround, and I think she's a worthy odds-on favourite. But, and as far as Fireburn's concerned, I, I couldn't be backing her to win. I think she'll be, she'll be fine in the line again, well, as she usually does. But uh, no, the, the horse I'm going with here is Brosnan. I know he hasn't achieved a great deal in the last uh, six months, but when I was watching a lot of the replays of the of the lead-up races, there was a, a few occasions I thought, boy, you've gone a lot better than Communist, and Communist picked up the Group 1 there last week with that great ride uh, from Zach Purton. But um, I just think this might be a nice race for Brosnan. I see there's a little bit of money for him, and he's my value bet of the day, Brosnan, in the, in the far lap. Hmm. Fireburn, Davo. Um for mine, she just hasn't quite made the development from a two-year-old. Like she's still running well, but uh, these other fillies have gone ahead a bit. The likes of Zoo Gotcha, etc. I, I can't see her beating Zoo Gotcha personally. I can't see anything beating Zoo Gotcha here. I think it's it's her race to lose, isn't it? It's just good gate, best jockey, best horse, off a mm. setback, fresh, almost wins the surround, and here she is second up in a race that Waller's just just dominates and um, yeah she just picks herself simple as that and they've, they've scratched from a group one to run here she just looks the the good thing of the day she's at a good things price so I, I take what you say about Fireburn but I think today and I wonder if they are going to do this but if she was mine today I'd be going forward uh, you know they just oh exactly she jumps well there's there's spots up there for grabs today on speed <laughs> And they've just uh, had to ride her back from the wide gates over shorter trips. Now 15, we know she doesn't have that absolute ping anymore. Put her in the race early, and I think she's the 
the second pick in the race. I think Madame Pomery's got to be a chance, but I still think she's a better wet tracker. But um, oh, look, she's she's there as well. But uh, and I agree with Darren Brosnan's ticking over beautifully. I thought he might want a little bit further. Um, he might be the 2,000 metre horse coming out of it. But yeah, look, I think she picks herself today. I marked her a dollar sixty, dollar fifty five. It's about right. Madame Pomery, um, just to elaborate on her a bit more, down on the inside last start, probably wasn't mm. the place to be. I would have loved to see her doing a little bit more, but <coughs> I'm erring on saying you went too well first up to, to not be back yep. with us. So I think third up here, she can she can bounce right back at home. She's got the class, doesn't she? There's no doubt about that. Um, a bit, like I said, best rating's wet, but I think this is a race where she's she's definitely in the in the ball game for sure. Are they taking the dollar fifty-five hells? Yeah, they're more than happy to. Um, you would think that's probably rock bottom now. I doubt they'll take it on, but um, yeah, it's dollar-wise, it's pretty much the best back runner on the card. What does she do next, Zoo Gotcha? Is she a two thousand metres of the Vinery type horse? Um, does she run in the Doncaster as a yeah. three-year-old if she can get in? What, what do you think, Chris Waller's thinking? I would have thought something like a Doncaster might be sort of upper alley. I'm not sure two thousand metres, partic- particularly when you look at the likes of Pavitra and what she did yesterday. Oh, and wasn't yeah, that a win? That was a win. Yeah, nice she's come back a, a very nice horse. So I would be thinking, yeah, maybe a lightweight Doncaster hope, something like that. Darren, any feel about Zoo Gotcha? What? what might take place beyond today? Yeah, I'd say Doncaster looks nice with that really light weight. Uh, Vinery stud, I'd, I'd just, I wouldn't know in that direction, so I'd be leaning towards Doncaster. Mm. I'll just have a quick look here if she's nominated uh, for those races, but either way, she's just a class act, and it's just wonderful that, the, I mean, you get a filly like this, you've got plenty of options. Um, she's nominated for the TJ, Oaks, Queen of the Turf, Arrowfield three-year-old sprint, so there's any number of ways they could go. She does have that Doncaster nom as well. Yeah, Arrowfield three-year-old sprint, we'll, we'll see there as well. Just quickly, what's going on with the text line this morning? A bit light on, people. Come on, you're normally bagging me. You told me I was drunk last week for suggesting <laughs> uh, that uh, Giga Kick would start with a four in front of it. Um, so, come on, get them in. Yes, where's 100%. The, where's the saying I'm whinging? Come on, bring in the text. Let's go. By Good the way, life. has he won you over? Giga Kick he after last week? Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. I mean... He was way too short in the morning. The market got him out to yeah. $4.60. Um, even but though they might spray you for having an opinion, I think it's vital information for our pundits. Someone who liked Giga Kick and might have disagreed with your uh, you tipping against him got to know, OK, this horse is going to blow. I'll wait to have a bet. So that's, I think, a crucial part of what you do with your analysis anyway. When when to step in if you like a horse, what the market might do. So, because you did read it right. Yeah. Well, if you're not going to have an opinion, what's the point? We're going to, you know, you can't sit on the fence in this game. It's just... Good horse though, isn't he? He's a great yeah. horse. I mean, he got he got the He's chance. a great horse. He got, I mean, good horse. Hang He's on. made that Hang improvement. On. He's, He's overrated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good or great? I, I didn't. I said. I said overrated. I yeah. said I take that back. But yeah. I said he's not a two dollar sixty pop yeah. in here. No, you got it. You did get it right. But and you, you did say that it was a thousand meters was the query, and yes. you got it a hundred percent right with the with the four dollars because it drifted like yeah, no yeah. tomorrow. But saying all that, he copped a massive check out of the gates. If he doesn't cop that check, yeah. he's got to be there in the finish, mm. right? So, mm. um, his sectionals were the best of the day. I, I know Dan O'Sullivan put up during the week that his last six hundred was the best over a thousand meters at Randwick for a long, long time. He's clearly made that improvement, right? Yeah. We, what you're gambling on is if he has made that improvement or not prior to the race. Um, but he has. So now he's now I go, okay, yep, I'm taking you to that next level and saying 
you know, do I want to back him next time out? He might be a little bit overplayed mm. because of that run. They generally get overplayed, those horses. I wish I win, I think, is another example in the new market. A lot of water. But, yeah. Yeah, a lot of water to go under the bridge. But just looking at the all-in market for the TJ, he's $4.50 favourite. In secret at 6 along with Nature Strip. Lost and running at $8. Private Eye at $8. I wish I win at 11 Marzu at 11 So, well, obviously, that market may change significantly today. Depends what happens in the new market. But, yeah, Giga Kick's currently 450 for the uh, TJ Smith. Where's Artorias? Oh, yeah, Artorias 15. Yeah, we should probably got to be there because Nature Strip could well be well past his best. Mm. In secret, jury's out on how well she's going this preparation. Lost and running's got to come back and do it. And Private Eye's got to do it again this preparation, although we know he's a really good sprinter. I wish I win. We'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, I know you think you, you could dead set run against the uh, horses. It's ten lengths better than him, you'd say, build again today. Running the Melbourne Robert Cup. Oh, yeah. Put him in the Melbourne Cup. Hells oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe Pride wants to set him for anything at all, innit? Yeah. Let's go to race two, boys. The uh, Pango Pango Stakes uh, text here about Godzilla. Darren, uh, what do you make of this horse? He went to Queensland and he mm. was very good and he's had a nice trial. Yeah, I put him in uh, the, the numbers here. Made him fourth best, but I might even have a little ticket on him at the price that he's going off at there today. His only run in Brisbane was great. I thought his trail uh, behind Tis Invincible was nice work at Rose Hill the other week. The time was very sharp there <coughs> overall and they just sort of buried him back in the field and then let him produce a good finish late. So, yeah, certainly not opposing Godzilla there today. I've, I've gone with my heart, but just the form so good out of the race at Flemington last time out and from barrier one, he just looks to position up so well. So my heart on top of the value, definitely Godzilla. I think this race is a bit more open than, uh, than the market gives it credit for. I, I thought Zulfikar clearly had the best form here. He probably doesn't have the upside of the others, so you've got to bring him back for there. But he's three wide, no cover in a blue diamond and beaten three lengths. Prior to that, he beat a horse called Tacito by three lengths. Mahaba's beaten at a length and three quarters since. I think Mahaba's getting a little bit overplayed here. That was my read on, on him. Um, I think Zulfikar's the horse to beat at the odds. They have dried up a little bit this morning. Introducing's a chance, but, oh, gee, they went up very, very short mm. for a horse that beat Capital Hard, who couldn't win a maiden there during the week, and the time wasn't anything flash. So I think he's a nice horse, but I think the market's just overplayed him a little bit here. Um, Shinzo, again, has he been priced off the price tag or what he's actually doing? You know, like he's the, the cool more, the... The, the walleye, he's got that feel of the, the real star, but he took an eternity to wind up the other day. I know on the wrong part of the track and now draws wide. So a chance again, but I found this a really even style of race. Mm. Hurls, any feel uh, what they're backing here? Any leads as far as well, I've, ta <coughs> I've taken the introducing in the uh, in the multi, and it's been pretty easy today, and I just suspect that may continue to drift. We've got uh, Zulfaqua, 6.50 to 5.50. The favourite is Mahaba. It's 3.40 to 3.50. to 4.60 Shinzo. 8.50. Got to 9 now. 7.50 bases loading. Uh, introducing 3.80 to 4.20. 15 to 11 Godzilla. 151 for Bold and Brazen. Gustissimo. 21101 for Indiana and Limburg. So that's a look at the trade. As far as dollars held today, uh, it's Shinzo. Clearly, oh, I'll tell you what, we have barely written a bet for introducing. Mm. So introducing is $4.20. We've got Shinzo holding the most, clearly, and then Mahaba. And then we've got, aside from, yeah, gee, I'll tell you what, that's the worry with introducing. Hey, Darren, did you see him going to the gates there at Warwick Farm introducing? 
Mm, yes, and um, I'm, not, I'm not surprised the, um, I see in the gear here stallion chain going on for the first time there on introducing. Yeah, he, he, was, um, he was sort of really getting keyed up uh, before the race and then when they turned for home he's really started to wander out there. I thought he was all set to throw it away but I like the way that he knuckled down. But to be backing him today, it's probably not his fault but I would have liked to have seen Capital Heart put that race to bed mm, yeah. at Kenzo on, on Wednesday and it looked like it was going to win and then allowed the inside horse to come back and clearly beat it again. So it's just poisoned my mind a little bit about backing introducing to win this race today. Certainly watch him in the yard. Um, obviously, they've just tweaked the gear a little bit. Stallion Chain officially announced. In what his, what his is a stallion ball. chain, Darren? Uh, it goes over their nose. It's just for pre-race when they're leading them around. You'll yeah. see it on the on the lead rope. It just goes over their their nose where the nose roll would normally be. It just helps the strapper control them a bit more and keeps him a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. So um, I think... I knew that. I was just yeah. letting it known for the, um, <laughs> That's a for fair the question. listeners out there. I just think he, he's got plenty of upside, but he's still raw. And he could go one or two ways. He could taper off and need the paddock, or he could... Step figure up. it all out and, and go bang today, so it's interesting. We've got a caller, guys, which is great. Uh, Steve's giving us a buzz. Yeah. Morning, Steve. G'day, boys. How are you? We're all going well. What do you yeah, want to talk about, mate? I heard you talking about Zoo got you and Adam Pondre, hey? Okay? Mm-hmm. I, myself, I think she's going to get in a perfect position, Madam Pondre, and, uh, yeah, Zoo got, Zoo got you can't catch her. Okay? <laughs> Do you think, um, what do you think? I think Zoo Gotcha might be ahead of Madame Pomery, won't she? Yeah. Steve's sort of saying maybe the other way around. Yeah, I, I would think so, but um, there's a bit of confidence there from the call about Madame Pomery. And look, we know on her day how classy she is. We saw that last preparation. She's been a little bit inconsistent, but um, on her day, she's got the ability to be there with Zoo Gotcha, no doubt. Mm. Darren, uh, the map, uh, Zoo Gotcha, she, will she look for the 1 1, do you think? Uh, will J Mac try and hold that position? Yeah, I couldn't see her being any, fur, th uh, say, further back than third position, really, when I just line up uh, the early pace of a lot of the opposition here, unless, of course, Fireburn does go over from the outside. But I think Zoo Gotcha just mapped so well, and Madame Pomery, I'd say, would be at least a length behind her in the run. I, I just watched that surround a, a few times over, and it was all... I mean, our attention was on the top four going past the post, but I really wanted to see more from Madame Pomery going through the line, and I just wonder if she just wasn't letting down on the dry track that day. Mm. I, I got a text about Madame Pomery um, from a part owner saying that uh, Chris doesn't believe the, the dry is a worry. Um, he does have just the question in his mind, is she better than Melbourne way? Mm. But um, I think that... Certainly the in in indication from the stable is there that the dry will be okay for her. Mm. Uh, someone's just asked that. It, someone's just said lay of the day for me. Zugotcha, zero placings on good. Mm, mm. Yeah, I was talking about Madame Pomery, but um, Zugotcha, I, I don't think it's a worry for her either, is it? I know you made the point, Dave, oh, about the good track, but... I mean, it was a good track last start. She ran yeah. super, so yeah, like I think it's fine. That's And, and that's the, the danger of kind of, you know, I tell the little service that I run, I tell people always look deeper than what it says in the form guide. Yeah. You know, they're good this. I mean, yeah, she might have not 
placed on there, but you know, you look last start, she's run fourth in a group one, beaten point one of a length on there. That's that rating would be as good as most of her rating she's ever gone. So um, there's no no issue whatsoever with her on a, on a good track for me. And I actually find I'll, I want to do that a lot. You know, if I mm. find a horse sometimes five starts first up zero zero zero, I'll have more a look at that horse first up because a lot of the time the market will just pen it and say no good because people will just look and say oh I can't win first up it's five zero zero, but it's actually got some really good performances there where it might have been fourth and held up or it might have been in a stronger race and it's got a really good rating out of that yep. and it can actually yep. produce first up. And Kieran just wanted to make the point about the two-year-old race we just discussed on Shinzo. Could he be better over a, a little bit further, Davo? 1,000% yeah. correct. Uh, that's my yes. read on him for sure. And we had another text about the midway, which we've already discussed. Uh, a listener wanted to ask about your horse, Jackine Reward, but you're saying there to run well, but you're not. You're not jumping up and down about no, Jackie Maroon. The report from the stable is he's, he's, he's improved again from the other day, which is always good to hear. I've always thought he was a dry tracker, but I think he's actually liking this thing out of the track. But talked to Ray Hickson this morning. He walked the track this morning, said there's actually some good give in the track there today, okay. which is nice. So, first race of the day, he's going to be nice and positive. He'll be there. Um, can he hold off a couple of the, the better performed horses? That's the query, but uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I had a dream last night that he ran third, by the way, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about the last, guys? Uh, it's a, a tricky finish I found today, but I was interested that you uh, wanted to make a bit of a case for stroke of luck. Third up now, up in distance. Is this uh, a peak run pending today? Yeah, I mean, he's by Fastnet Rock, but he's out of a, a mare that a lot of lot of horses out of that family have actually stayed and I just get the feeling he might be looking for a bit of ground. He gets the three and a half kilo swing on the favourite here and I thought he was pretty strong through the line the other day, better late sectional. So I thought he was the, the way to play the, the race in, in the late and uh, in, in the last race of the day. I did see old mate from your minor. Thanks for sending through his kabocha chance or in the last or will it go like Davo in the 12-week challenge at the gym? Yes, I'm struggling there but uh, look, he's a He's a chance, uh, Kabocha at his best, or Kabocha, um, no doubt. Uh, I, did, I did hear the, the stable giving him a nice enough push in their, in their mm. preview during the week. But, look, I was just with Stroke Halaka. I thought he was the, the one that had the sense of timing here in the nice weight swing on the fave. Darren? I went with Armenia uh, in the last pretty tricky race. Probably going to need a few numbers on the quaddy ticket to feel comfortable but he's been running in the higher grade races down into this benchmark 78 the trip's not a problem great jockey aboard dylan gibbon so almania each way for me that's the last hurls anything from the market or is it pretty stagnant at this stage yeah, it's a pretty tough race isn't it yeah, um, yeah at this stage today brad's um, selection there is at six dollars stroke of luck um yeah they're keeping their powder dry pretty much at this stage kabosh has had a little bit of a trim up it's fourteen dollars into ten dollars we're about to open the behind the gates multi beautiful should we give it a plug what we're thinking uh, we missed last week but uh look uh, I think that this week I had to move the goalpost a little bit. I had Colino for the punters panel yesterday, and oh, yeah. I'm still trying to work out the balance, guys, of having my well, fingers in two pies. Well, I think you need to make a decision, mate, if you want to be with us or against us. I right? know that. Friday <laughs> or you do Sunday. Still, you want. Like, yeah. you can have a separate one. doesn't matter. Well, I, what the, my thought process was I had Colino yesterday, and yeah. Darren's best is Athelric in the same race. I thought, yeah. no, I'll clear the floor for, da for sure. Darren there. I think that's fair enough. And what I've come up with is Madame Pomery. I want to forgive that Top last four. start run where she may be underperformed, expectation. But I think third up, we've talked about Chris Waller's record in this fail lap, how he gets these mm. fillies there and they just they just run well. They win it most of the time. So I think she can be 
running a really nice race, and I think she's a solid play for the top four. So Madame Pomery for me, guys, is my play. What about you, David? Well, I was wanted Kalino to start with, and then you had it, and then obviously Darren, and then I thought... I can't go Zugotches too So short. we're a rabble, basically. So basically, we? I'm a complete rabble. I've ended up landing back on Still City. Um, I just thought, luckless in the Blue Diamond, I don't see a lot of depth here outside of Blanc de Blanc, who's drawn the car park, and um, I just thought she gets the, the nice run just in, in behind it. And... Uh, what have I actually gone? You've gone stroke of luck. Oh, I've gone stroke of luck. There you go. I, it was, there was I got a, a text saying it was still today, city. Yeah, so we'll because try I to said, work out the price. Yeah, yeah, I said still city if you want to go shorter or stroke of luck yep. if you want a bit of value. So I said leave it to you guys. So we've got stroke of luck in the last two. I think it's a, a terrific top four hope. He looks like he's looking for the trip. The three and a half kilo swing. Um, I think he'll run top four for us in the last. Darren? Uh, a um, which... Seems to have split things up a little bit, but um, no, I, I like the way he, he tried leading up to this. Very nice work, and the races he was in in the previous preparation, uh, running a clear second to Eduardo and the Concord uh, back in the spring. I'm very keen on there, Athelric. I think he might just have a bit of a class edge there in the fifth. Got a question on that. Oh, no, go on. We'll just do the multi first, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I've gone... Uh, you can never... You can never jump off, but I'm got introducing. You'll be right. Uh, he'll run well. Yeah, he'll run well. Just really hey, worried confidence about, lost um, everything lost. Yeah, girls. well, that's true, too. It's just been a bit easy today. But well, what that does, it leaves us with race two, number seven, introducing. Race five, number two, Athelric. Race six, number eight, Madame Pomeroy. And race ten, number 13, Stroke of Luck. $5.50. We'll give you a maximum bet of $50 today. Go to sports and today's offers on the website. Or if you're using the Bab, just go to racing and racing offers and Wooshka, it is open, but it won't last long. You had a text you wanted to read out? Which one? Mm. Was it the one about uh, Wazza? He's, he's, he goes, hi guys, thanks for the leg up on the stallion chain. I now know what Hurls needs when he starts talking about the rabbit oat. <laughs> On your Wazza? <laughs> Wazza from Chippo, he's a good man. And, and Hatchy's worried about you. Hatchy from the Hides is worried about you, Davo. He said, Davo, you sound frustrated. You better go fishing and have a workout with the Kelsonator. Um, I hope he's talking to Jim. Um, but before you do, what are your thoughts on Wetor? Wetor? Look, I, I just... And that race, see, is that the eighth, is it? want to see him come out and do it again. Um, you know, like, it's been a little while now. We know at, at his best he's a very classy horse, but... I want to see uh, a little bit more from him before I dive in. In terms of being frustrated, I must admit I'm a bit nervous today. I'm no, a bit, what's happened, mate? What's no, it's happened? just... And then this is what these midways and these highways, they do, right? Like, we bought a horse for seven grand two years mm. ago, and here we are with a runner on a Group 1 race day. I tell you, that the chat from the boys all week has it's been, if anyone's given this horse a chance, we're putting it here, and it's, it's that's what racing's about, and this is what these midways and highways have done. They, mm. they allow us, with a bread-and-butter horse, to have a runner on this day, and like, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited, simple good. as that, but I'm nervous, good, you know, good, and I'm good. nervous I'm, excited. I'm a bun, yeah, I'm, I'm just all a bit well, all the, fam the family's all going out the track today too, aren't they? Uh, no, they won't be, but, um, they yeah, they were yeah. going to, but oh, Dad okay. was going to come over. Oh, it's yep. his birthday. i got to ring him, actually. <laughs> good. I remember that. Thanks. <laughs> Happy birthday to Mr. Davidson. By the way, the uh, wet was in race six at Flemington, uh, the Australian yes. Cup prelude. Um, Darren, how are you feeling when Dalalart was winning all those midways? Uh, of course, the pressure of calling the race as well. Were you? Hmm. Excited, nervous. Um, I mean, the pep talks worked. Uh, it's just been <laughs> outstanding. I was, 
I was nervously excited at Rose Hill that day because it was the first time I've seen a, a field makeup and I couldn't find any negatives. Mm. And when we went down to the tie-up stores and we were walking back and I was heading back to the broadcast box, I said, you know what? I can't find one negative today. I just think we'll win. How good's um, that feeling? Yeah, <laughs> Clarity, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. And then he met pretty much a similar field at Brownwick uh, the next time out. And I wasn't as bullish uh, the second time around, but um, because we've had the horse for a, for a long period of time and we hadn't really found the right race uh, before. So it was, it was great excitement and, uh, and great anticipation as well. And I have to say, it was a bucket list item for me to, to own a winner at Rose Hill yeah. and then to follow that up at Randwick. So I live in a small apartment here and I've got to find a little bit of space to put a photo either side of the clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horse ownership, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful mm. roller coaster. Um, now I'm going to have to hit the road. Mate, have a great day. Appreciate your time. Good calling and, and enjoy. Okay, I'll listen to the balance of the program on the way out. Good on Thanks, you, Thanks, guys. There's Darren Flindell. He's off to call uh, at Rose Hill today. Now, because Hatchie led us to Flemington, we'll stay there and we'll talk about this new market. I'll read out a few texts before we get your thoughts, Davo. The first one uh, was in regards to front page. A listener thought that maybe he was being overlooked. Another one here was uh, a beauty about I wish I win. Hi, boys. Um, um, I wish I win. It would beat Animo in the rider if they met. It's the best horse in Australia. That was from Craig about I wish I win. Text about Buenos Notches as well. That was from uh, another listener. Buenos Notches, guys, I'm keen in the new market. Just wondering on Brad's thoughts. Love the show. So we've got three horses mentioned there. We'll discuss them firstly. And if you don't like one of those three, Davo, what do you like? Okay, let's start with Buenos Noches. Now, he's trialled the house down, there's no doubt about that, but it's a mid-prep trial, so keep that in mind. You know, you're up against horses that are setting up their preparations. He's already had the, the run under his belt. He did enough fresh, he gets in light. I just think that giga kick run, and it's the same with our question around Cannonball in, in, in Sydney. I just think when they look at it and they go, oh, I ran second to Giga Kick in the Dane Hill, oh, he's got to be a chance here. Same with Cannibal, ran third behind uh, Giga Kick in the Dane Hill. But Giga Kick's gone four lengths better in, 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 the, in the Everest next start. So you've got to bring those horses back to that run, OK? So I think he's being a little bit overplayed as a result. I think he's a, a knockout hope, but he's not in my top four here. I wish I win. I can see it. He looks a really progressive horse. I just wonder whether that run the other day, because it looks so you know, the flashing light on. Is that being a little bit overplayed? He's still got to carry the 56 and a half. He's going to love the 1,200 metres. He's a terrific chance. But this is a race with plenty of hopes. How section-wise, sectionally-wise, I wish I win. Yeah, like best of the day. It's still the best yeah, of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like terrific. Yeah. But yeah. you'd expect that over, over a short trip yeah. as well. Yeah. But, like, my the stuff that I get is distance adjusted. So even with that distance adjusted, he's still best of the day there. So Sorry, and what price would you mark I wish I win at? Because you're getting uh, $5 now. Isn't yeah. No way in the world you're getting $5 from the market. Open, well, that's it. Went up three eighty. I think I went about six dollars to field. Yeah, that was okay. my thought. Yep. I was against in secret. I think she hasn't proven to me she's come back. And I think when she won the Coolmore, she had that real freshen up, and it was a real target. This seems a little bit of a little bit of an afterthought. The fourteen hundred back to the twelve. In the, in Can the I short jump break. in there? Yeah. Even though she got into the worst part of the track last start, yep. I was on her aggressively. I was disappointed. Yeah, mm. I thought. Agree. Explode through and win now. And yep. is it the four? I don't know. Is it the fourteen, 14 or is it she just doesn't uh, quite 
run that or has she not made that development? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, she might not have, but I think as well when she won the Coolmore, mm. um, you got to remember Jack and I failed that day. A couple of others failed. So she beat Sesma Geek by, you know, three lengths. you got to bring that back a little bit as well from, from that. Um, and that leads me, there's a reason I left front page to last because whoever texted in there is is 1,000% on the money. This is the best roughy of the day anywhere in Australia. Mm. This, you know, you look at it and you think, you've got to get your head around front page winning a new market, yeah, okay? Yeah. Get your head around that, but it's 52 kilos. That's well, imagine, imagine if it was it's, gay or, or like a high-profile trainer yeah, had it. So, yeah. yeah. But it's it's the key with this horse is he's an absolute mad freshie. He just first up, you, you look at last preparation, he went four lengths above average in a, in a cosy with 59 kilos, and he smashed them. And he ran a time, a length and a quarter below the Everest. Um, you remember that day, Private Eye was beating 0.6 of a length in the Everest. I know they're different races, right? But Private Eye is 58 and a half that day to 58 today. Um, front page is 59 to 52. Mm. He's first up. Dry track's no issue. He's on speed. I watched his run last night as well. On, and he was actually in my dream last night too. But I watched his run last night um, <laughs> when he won down the straight at 1,200. If he runs up to that, he's got three ratings here that win this race in the last Fair 18 income. months. Yeah, he's got three, three ratings that that are just above what I wish I win ran the other day. So if he's ready to rumble, I looked at him on in social media the other day, he looked, looked cherry ripe. Um, I think he ran the race of his life here today. I, I thought he was a massive chance. I'm on him at 34s, but I still think he's huge odds. And, he's, tw- uh, he's currently $26, but I'm sure they'll tickle it in now that you've said that. Yeah, my best rough in a, in, in a month. Private eye? Uh, uh, can great I chance. just digress yep. on the dream comment there? <laughs> yep. There's no other job on earth that has you going to bed dreaming about it. That's how good this game is. Well, it was the most that bizarre is how good dream. racing is. You're dreaming well, about it. it. You're living it. You're breathing it. Do you want to know what the actual dream was? It was the most bizarre dream I've ever had, right? <laughs> oh, anyway, there's a we, have we got the delay button ready? We were actually racing the Melbourne way, which you know what dreams are like. They just make up their own rules, okay? But we're racing the Melbourne way. Our horse has hit the front at the 300, but he's laid in a couple of times this prep, and that's obviously triggered in my dream. He's laid in onto a horse inside him, that horse has got checked. But while that horse has got checked, the jockey on that horse has pushed our jockey off. Then all of a sudden, oh all the God. horses are stopped and there's this massive... They're all they're all going at each other. This is so a there's this massive stewards inquiry after the race. They had separate rooms for all the jockeys. It was the biggest thing since sliced bread. And, but somehow my horse still ran third. So I don't know how it'll work, but it was the most bizarre dream. I wake up thinking, what the There's hell There's our new segment, Davo's Dreams. Davo's <laughs> what just happened? i got no idea. I'm just thinking, are all the jockeys okay? That's the most important thing. Gee, you know, like... Now you can ask about private eye. Thoughts? Yeah, look, the weight's the yeah, issue, right? Course. And And how far he gets back. We know he can hold up a position, but big field, he might get a little bit back. But there's no doubt Joe Pride has train him three, to be a three trials. Now. Exactly. Three trials yep. going we know he's going to be ready to go. He's going to be very, very strong late. The weight brings him back, of course, here, but his first up rating last preparation, if he runs up to that, he's, the he's there. Yeah. You know, I think there's going to be I think it's going to be quite a close finish, but um, yeah. yeah. It's one of the best this is sort of TJ Smith's uh, Everest type style oh, races today. Race. It's absolute yeah. cracker. Yeah. Yeah. So, to summarise, you're betting in the race, you, Davidson, your front page yep. only or Front page only, yep. That's my bet. Yep. Okay. Just straight out. I'm just because I and feel are you tipping like, it on top? Yep. Yeah. I feel like he's the horse that either just takes him to the two hundred and just gives the biggest sight you'll see and either thing, or he's gonna the fitness will get him and the twelve hundred will get him the high pressure and he'll run, you know, midfield. So um, I'm win only as a result. I'm not gonna poke the bear and ask you why you wouldn't take seven dollars a place. 
Yeah, I'm just. I probably should, but I just play. Oh, you don't play. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I just always say with those sort of things, you know, you might have 20% your stake or 30% your stake yeah. to win and 70% your stake. Hey, because yeah. seven bucks a place, that's all. You were right about I wish I win being overplayed early, 380 in a new market mm. was a bit short, but now I'm getting interested. Yeah. At, at $5. Uh, I'm really starting to get interested but, uh, at that price. But it's saying 360 to 5, you wait now, don't you? I mean, that's well, saying. For sure. There's I'll, probably going to be a little bit more. Might as well see. Is there another straight race before this? There is one, yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing that, get a bit of a you feel, get, what yeah. they do. I've heard some of the... Go on. Yeah, I don't know about $6, but when you've got a race like this, there's so much liquid in the pool, it, it can happen. So, um, yeah, as I said, in secret's going to drift. There's no two ways about it. That's the problem with does I wish I win get out further than the $5 at the moment because I think... In secret, it'll start five fifty. To be perfectly honest with you, it's probably I don't know if you call it sentimental money, but we had money for Rock and Horse today. Yeah, well, loves a straight. Well, the funny thing about Rock and Horse, right? One last year's new market, yeah. ridden by Pat Maloney. Mm. Who's he riding? Front page. Front page. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Great man, buddy. Uh, no, really good race. I heard some stats during the week that. Oh, don't quote me, but it was something like eight of the last ten new market winners have settled in the first four. Right. Which would shock you, wouldn't it? And and a lot of them actually been sort of drawn a bit lower too. So well, I get that because you think about the quality of horse that runs in a new market. They're the elite sprinters. They can almost do it both ends. So it's yeah. hard mm. to come into the race if you're back. So uh, that does make sense to a degree. I think it, obviously winning any Group 1 or whatever in particular in Newmarket would give Joe Pride a lot of satisfaction. But was it Terra Vista? I think Ollie dropped the whip. I forget who beat it, and I'm fair dinkum if Vienna dropped the whip, he would have won a couple of years ago. Anyway. Just to round out on Sydney, I had a text earlier about in race four, August Bloom. This is the Magic Knight Stakes, where Steel City's favourite. Um, quick 30-second uh, summary of that fourth race. Yep. Uh, would need. Oh, I'm with Steel City. I think she's got the, the right form. Um, I think she's definitely the, the hardest to beat off the luckless run in the Blue Diamond. Where she would have finished in the Blue Diamond, I don't know. But um, I think she's somewhere there in the finish, and I think that's definitely good enough to win this race. August Bloom would need to improve, but you know these two rides, we know they can from start to start, but I just thought Still City's the one that gets the run, Blanc the Blanc's the danger and drawing the car park, and I thought could have done a little bit more the other day, considering how soft the last 600 was in that race. Uh, sky high stakes, bro. What did you come up with there? Uh, King oh, Frankel? Oh, yeah. I, I, I know you were sort of, yeah, with, with no confidence. Yeah, it was. it's tough. It's tough. There's yeah. no doubt about that race. Um, there's about five or six hopes, I thought. you gotta, you got to be mindful of protagonists. Well, this is the problem I've got with the race. Someone asked about protagonists earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've got no idea what to do with it. I mean, it might be a champion protagonist, but how, how do you know? Well, that's the thing, right? With those... with those, We can't line the form up. I those imports, know. for me, it's more about the trainer than the actual horse a lot of the time because they know what horses to bring over, right, this stable. Yeah. So you, you give them that trust and you say, OK, he's there. I'm more inclined to say he's not a champion. I think, he, I mean, he, he's not coming here like he's had eight runs. Mm. He's had 23 starts. He's yeah. won five times. So, look, he's competed in... Did you think he was a champion? No, I didn't, but I was just... Uh, <laughs> well, you used the word, not I, I, I was more five wins and 23 starts, two minors. He's been racing in pretty restricted ground. Anyway, like, go on, sorry. Well, remember when Avilius came over <clears throat> and he, he just turned turned up and he there he was. He was an elite Group 1 horse um, overnight, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure they think it could be a Queen Elizabeth horse. If it is a Queen Elizabeth horse, it'll win this. But mm. Tough race. Yeah, Kim Frankel for me, but wary of quite a few of them. Zarek went like a jet first up and 
got to be a chance. I can see him firming up. I can understand that because the figure he ran fresh is about two lengths above this field. But whether he can reproduce, I'm not sure from that gate, but we'll see. You got a best? Oh, not. To be honest, my best is actually where is it? Eagle Farm, race two. Um, that helps because we had a text here. A listener said, hi, team. Do you have an early moral to build a bank? That's Shell from Canberra. Anything we can just get a bit aggressive, bang. If Shell just wants to have one play today. Yeah, Eagle Farm race two, number nine, lovely esteem. The best weighted horse in Australia today. Comes out of much better form lines. Drawn a little bit awkwardly, that's the concern, but... Um, I think should start shorter than $2.15 and should be winning. Moral's a scary word in racing. Would you go that far? Oh, just Do you ever go that far? Yeah, I do, yeah. Do you, yeah. Yep. Um, but only only a few times a year. Yes. Good. So it's not quite there. But I and me was a moral when it was $1.70 into $1.50 one day. And Canberra Maiden or Class 1 or something, wasn't Tribeca it? Tribeca Star was a moral that turned uh, mm. it on Wednesday, for example. But they're, they're $1.60s, right? Like you can always... You can, yeah. I, I like to say, oh, one, one sales home. Yeah, that was a moral, boys. I really liked it. <laughs> Just to stir yeah, the pot. I got it wrong, too. <laughs> oh, you, you do. There was a moral at Colac uh, about six weeks ago. And got rolled by an 80 to 1 pop. Beat the rest. Got rolled by an 80 to 1 pop with no form. So oh, there you go. D- does your head in? Did oh. you look at Matty Smith's run a miracle spin up there today? Uh, I didn't have a look at that race, okay. but the sectionals are outstanding. Mm. The horse just needs to learn how to jump. That's the only thing. Torturous horse. Just got mm. no racing style, but I'll be on it today. Hells. Mm. Yeah. How's that multi looking, mate? Uh, I would suggest that it may have gone. Give me one tick and I will tell you that, that it miracles. is uh, gone. Yep. We've, okay. we've gone uh, we've gone pretty early today. So race two, number seven, introducing. Race five, number two, athletic, Madame Pomeroy. Race six, number eight, and stroke of luck. Race ten, number 13. Well done if you got on. Good luck if you got on. $5.50, the dividend. Give it strength. Have a great day, guys. Uh, that horse we just mentioned, Miracle Spins in race four at Eagle Farm. Um, I do think you could probably have something on there. I think it'll be back, but it'll be... Big track. Yeah, charging home. 1,800 perfect Eagle yep. Farm. Fair track. Rounds them up. Back to the provincials. Oh moral, did you say? Didn't say moral, no. <laughs> uh, today, races <laughs> one to six there at Eagle Farm, also Flemington, and, of course, at Rose Hill. If your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. Applies to races one to six, your first at tab account bet using your tab account. First fixed odds win bet. Jockey's challenge. Now, I am pretty sure that J-Mac got rolled last week uh, at around about $1.40, so uh, he's pretty short again today. He is currently at $1.30. Brett Preble at 11. 13, Timmy Clark. Nashville Willer at 15. 16, any other jockey option. 18, Tyler Schiller and Zach Lloyd and Karen McAvoy at $26. Now, if that's uh, a little bit too short, go to Sports and Today's Offers. And we've got uh, J-Mac to ride three or more. $2.50, four or more. $7.50, five or more. $21. We've got a trainer special there as well. Chris Waller, three or more. $2.30, four or more. $6.50 and five or more $21. What a fantastic day of racing. It's an absolute pearler of a day out there this morning. Yeah, when it you starts autumn and you get that little bit of Christmas in the air and uh, crispness, uh, not as in Christmas. Um, yeah, it was just superb this morning. Stanley describes it as a tingle. You just tingle. wake up, you just feel that little tingle. Um, autumn is here. Yeah. Hurley, thank you. Brad Davidson's left us. He will be on Sky Racing 1 today giving his thoughts as always. Looking forward to a big day of racing. I'll be on a bird to Canberra.
at about 2.30 down there Beautiful. for their big two-day carnival. So pumped up to be in Canberra again for Cup and Opal over the weekend. But Do you have, uh, a, have a thought on the Cup and the Black Opal? Not at this stage. Not okay. at this stage. But um, we'll get through today first. Catbird was the only horse that may have won the double. Joe Cleary. Mm. Good horse. Mm. Thank you. See you, mate. Have a good day. That's been Behind the Gates. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for all your texts. If you took the multi, good luck. One more thing before you go. Yeah, sorry, I almost walked out. Uh, mate of mine, Chris Dragovich, is celebrating his 50th birthday today and there's a whole motley crew going out to Rose Hill to celebrate. So have a great day, Chris, and happy birthday. And hopefully Davo rings his old man. Um, he forgot, <laughs> he forgot birthday, to bring you. The Bordley quiz next. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. If you want to experience the best racing action in the heart of Australia, Alice Springs Thoroughbreds is your number one destination. Get your team together and head to Pioneer Park for the very best that the Red Centre has to offer. Territory Racing, be part of it. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. Nova can assist businesses of all sizes. I'm Adrian from Ultimate Karting Sydney. Nova Employment has provided us with a great team member with a top work ethic. I'd recommend other employers focus on ability. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe first time every time is right here live and exclusive across the sky racing network Rudd Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au. It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cotton. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So, get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Storm coach Craig Bellamy joins us. Morning, Ray. Craig, 20 straight wins in round one. It can't be a coincidence. How do you do it? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Bulldog, a little bit of luck, I suppose, like we did Friday night. Now, Billy, you've said this is your last year. Do we really believe it or can you be talked around for one more? We don't want you to go. He's looking for a back page here. No, actually, I'm not. I'm, I just, I love Craig and I don't want him to go. I didn't know you loved me, Bulldog. Well, love's probably a little bit strong, Billy. I'll go back to like. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> still pretty sure it's going to be last season as a head coach. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. We'll talk next year, Bellyache. <laughs> hey, Bulldog, I love you too. There you go. Oh, thank you, Craig. <laughs> Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Time for the Debordley Quiz, and to do it, uh, the great Paul Ambrosoli is with me. How are you, PA? Not too bad, thank you, Luke, this morning on this beautiful day. Fantastic day, isn't, isn't it? it? Oh, it's a oh, great it, re- it really is. I'm sort of out and about at the moment, but I tell you what, when I stop, I will definitely... And I really mean this. I'll definitely be having a windy peak. It'll be the Pinot Grigio yeah, because I don't feel like red today. I feel like white. So uh, I will be enjoying that. And if you uh, if you're going to be at home today and you've got friends coming over for lunch or something like that, 
put a bottle of Windy Peak on the table because let me tell you, it is the uh, it's a sensible way to to do things. You uh, you know it doesn't burn a hole in the pocket. It's as simple as that. You try to back a winner at the races, will you back a winner at Windy Peak? Now today, to win the Windy Peak, this is what you're going to have to do, Lucas. Uh, I don't know whether I can word this satisfactorily, but the magic night in the Pago Pago are on tonight and uh, today, and obviously they are uh, qualifiers for the Golden Slipper. You win the race, you qualify automatically for the Golden Slipper. So think about it. This is what I want to know. Give me the earliest horse by years. How many years ago did the earliest winner uh, of either the, uh, the earliest one to qualify for the for the Golden Slipper? The, you know, uh, out of the both of them. Wouldn't he, uh, the uh, the uh, the Pago Pago and the Magic Knight. I think from memory, I think there's been five Magic Knights and three Pago Pagos. It's just on me. I haven't got it in front of me at the moment. So when was the earliest by years? I don't need to know the, the name of the horse. I don't know what, what, what year it was. I just want to know how many years ago did the earliest uh, horse win the double? Simple as that. Okay. Are going to give it to me by years? Do you know the answer to that, Luke? No, I don't, PA. I don't. No. I didn't know it until I was doing this stuff, and I came and I thought, gee whiz, you know, we, I always say if you don't have a past, you don't have a future. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, this, these two races have been fantastic. All the lead-ups to the Golden Slipper are fantastic. I mean, it's had a brilliant race. Uh, so that's, the, that's what I need to know. How many years ago did the earliest winner of both races occur? How many years ago? Don't need to know the name of the horse, nor the year. But you've got to, once you know the year, you've got to sort of add and subtract. So when you pick it up and Leanne's on the phone today, she, if you go, um, she'll say, no, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's a beauty, our Leanne. Runs a tight ship, though. She runs a tight ship. Very volatile. She's learned off Stephen. They do both oh, yes. tight ships. There's, there's no room for, for movement. That's for sure and certain. Okay, so... Uh, and always remember, when you're buying Windy Peak, there's three whites, three reds in the in the lineup. Do we have a winner yet? Not just yet. Not just yet. We the phone the phone system is well and truly working. We've got a number of callers there currently on yes. hold to uh, offer so all their kind, guesses. If you're trying to give the year, well, that's not what we're asking. We're asking you, you know, uh, we're asking you by how many years ago was it? You know, not the the winner, not not the name of it. Just how many years ago was it? We've had a few guess, few guesses so far, all incorrect at this stage, PA. Right. Okay. So you you, you know, get what one of you know what's the earliest winner out of the Pago Pago and the Magic Knight? What's the earliest winner? And then add and subtract from 2023 back to whatever year it was, and you'll be right as rain. Okay. That's the that's the ticket to that's the ticket today that you've got to try and get. So why, why did the, all of our people can add and subtract? Because if they can do that, that's why they buy Windy Peak, because they save so much money. Yeah. For the others. Have you got one? We've got one. Elizabeth got one. from Waverley. Elizabeth from uh, Waverley. Elizabeth from Waverley. You know, Elizabeth, I thought you would have won at least three times before this in the last six months. Because Elizabeth and her brother are good listeners to our station, and they turn around and they uh, they always try to you know try to you know to win. They had a run there for a while, but I just thought there were questions I asked, and I thought, well, Elizabeth or John will win this. But today you've come up with this one. The answer is very simple. It's 48 years ago. 
It's 48 years ago that the uh, was the earliest winner. It was I, I can't. It may have been Toy Show. I can't. I, honestly, I, I don't have the. I'm on the road at the moment, and I don't have the stats in front of me and all the information. But uh, you know, you'll find that it's. I think 48 years. And I think it may have been Toy Show that won uh, both the uh, the uh, Magic Night of, uh, and um, the Magic Night and the uh, the other big race, the the Golden Slipper. Right? Okay. So there you go. Good luck to you if you won this morning. Good luck to you, uh, Elizabeth. And it's great to see one of our regulars winning. Always is. We like first starters, but it's good when the regulars win. Okay? Thank you very much this morning, Lucas. I'll hand it back to you, and away you go. My pleasure, PA. Have a great Saturday, mate. Uh, and, and you enjoy. Paul Ambrosoli there with our DeBortley quiz. Big day of racing. We'll have it all covered for you here on Sky Sports Radio. Simon Harrison will be in the chair after my shift and he will ably guide you through what is going to be a, a huge day. And uh, it's an exciting day uh, for all of us punters. It's like Christmas. It's like Christmas. Uh, Simon's even got his Santa suit on. He's got the hat on. He, <laughs> he doesn't really. But I, if I know the great Simon Harrison, one thing I know is he is up and about in pump for today because, uh, like all of us, we just love it. We love this game uh, that we're so lucky to be involved in. And Peter Ellis uh, is joining us. He'll, he'll be pumped up too because they've got their Adelaide Cup on Monday. But today we've got to get through the park circuit on uh, at Morfittville. And Peter Ellis is with me now. Morning, Pete. Yeah, hi, Luke. Yeah, yeah, a huge day on Monday. But it uh, looks uh, day for favourites today. So we might be able to get a bank uh, leading to that big program Monday. So. That's what we're after, mate. Race number one is the Class 2 1,400 metres and Gargantuan is the 330 equal favourite with number five, Billy Bronx. Yeah, I'm with Gargantuan. His last uh, Sandown winner, the horse he beat there, Ebony King and Dashing, they're both won since, both won in the city since. So looks pretty well placed here in a Class 2 with only 57 and a half. Billy Bronx, interesting runner. It's first up. One on debut back in November as a maiden. Started 10 to 1, one like an odds on chance. Is obviously very, she's very talented. Agrimony worked home nicely um, when resuming, but fitter for that, likes the parks. And she's Betty's in career best form. But puts the top eight, one to be 5, 2, and 4. Race number two, and this race is over the 1,000 metres. And the favourite is at $2.70. It's a first starter called OK Jerry, and they did go up 480. Yeah, it's, uh, it's trolled pretty well, so there's a couple of first starters worth watching on with. The one I know in Sir Panama, it got a long way back on the fence there and when it got clear, it uh, flew home there behind Acapella Moon over the 1,000 there on the park circuit. Uh, OK, Jerry, the one they're back, is uh, obviously the danger. Downing Eye, uh, Victorian, is a little bit disappointing on debut. That was Cranbourne Cup Day and it was a strong race. Um, and Bonafide Star uh, has <coughs> contested the uh, the Merson Cooper Caulfield before that spell uh, for a good second at the bridge. So I was um, 7, 10, 2 and 1. Race number three, Morfittville on the parks today. The favourite here is number six, Lake Agawam. And it is $4.20 for this 1,000 metre three-year-old maiden. Yeah, another couple of first starters here. Yeah, with flying for us, sending it to one run and sat outside the leader there and battled on well on debut. That was 1,100, so this looks ideal, particularly from barrier one. Fourth power is uh, first up, um, number second in a couple of trials. So it's a trial that had a couple of trials. Uh, Ailey Jackstar, um, another one that uh, is on uh, on, re- on debut, was the chance. And Lady Agmam, it's had two runs of Victoria, both a bit disappointing with our old softies tracks, so it might improve. But 
a tough race for me, 3416. Race number four, 1300 metres, benchmark 76 and 7. Chicago Storm is the 220 favourite. Can, can it win again? I think it can. Uh, he's very progressive. He was unlucky first up and then just sat outside the leader there, second number one easily. So no reason why he can't win again. He's finished in the Quinella seven of his nine runs. I've got my colleague for the danger, fitted for two runs for a break. He'll win four on the trot before that spell, all on the park circuit, so that's significant. Bellinger uh, got the money last start, had all the favours there, uh, but it's ne- never far away. And Yuri Royal, last drive was in the Murray Bridge Cup, wasn't disgraced, can run a race fresh, but uh, did like Chicago Storm, so I made it the best, so I'm 7, 1, 4 and 2. Race number five, 1,300 metre, benchmark 64. Number five, Dirty Mind is the 270 favourite. Getting it a little easy. Yeah, I think Nick and John might even start favourite. Again, really well for the new stable. Unlucky at Colac, went to Morphville last start, won easily. So the four runs is prep for two wins, could easily be uh, four. So I've got him on top. Dirty Mind, the interesting runner. Four-year-olds only had the two runs. One a maiden at Maui. Had to sort of work to win it, so I think it'll probably drift on the market. Patchy Star at odds, got a handy Victorian form. I think the dropping distance suits and master at arms. Just run into a traffic jam there behind Nick and John went six, probably should have run a place, but did like the three to beat five, two and nine. Race number six, and this is a benchmark 72, 1950. 3.30 favourite is number seven, Melanon Club. Yeah, it looks hard to beat. Just found the trend again in that against in that race, the Peruque one. Went to Morphville last start, second of wheels, who's a chance in the Adelaide Cup on Monday. Gutaya, I think 1950 suits, has been doing his best work late over shorter trips. Sea fairings, only won one of 25, but mine have placed 11. He's really honest on paces, so place chance again. And Santelmo Fuego was unlucky second there behind last girl up. That was last Saturday at the bridge, 7, 6, 10 and 8. Race 7 is over the 15.50, previewing Morfittville with Peter Ellis. And uh, the favourite is number 5, More Sugar, $3.30. I'm with Real Tour. He was run down late uh, on the parks there at his most recent start. That was his fourth run back. So that should top him off for this. Certainly take plenty of catching. More sugar. She's an improving mare. She was certainly suited by the fast pace when beating uh, seafaring last start. Uh, Miss Kermie, um, back in form, winning there at Balaclava and uh, Calamon uh, has been finishing strongly. It's a chance for your first fours. One, five, seven and three. Race number eight is a benchmark 64, 1,300 metres, and Lake Titaka, or Lake Titicaca, is uh, the favourite, number seven, $3.30 about it. It could be another favourite. Um, she was very good first up. She worked from wide gate and only got run down the last 50 by uh, Kenyon Wonder. It was a strong race. Barrier four gets the gun run here. Eyes never lie. Just needed the run uh, when resuming behind Chicago Storms. a much easier race. And she will be fitter for that run. Exola Dames certainly improved this prep. Good first up. And then break is made in there at Balaclava. And four wins is usually thereabouts. Seven, three, eleven and nine. And the last, race number nine, 1,000 metres, a benchmark 62. And number three, uh, Sabometric is the 350 favourite. Yeah, with Latvian, uh, the Freedmans had uh, great mummer, uh, which they've scratched uh, this horse uh, resumes. It did win a race at Manny Valley back in March of last year when we an odds-on chance leading throughout. The most recent run of Bowie just had excuses there. That was back in November. I'm happy to go with him. Sabre Manic, just in the slow lane, has passed too. I think 1,000 suits and will box seat. Mr. Habitat, the leader. 
Uh, it was good with the 60 the other day. He's only up a kilo here, so he'll take catching again. And Miss Euro's on a double uh, figure odds. So she's right at the top of the game, winning at Oakbank and Gaul, and then uh, battling effort behind she herself in a, a pretty decent uh, benchmark 68 last run. But with the four, the Victorian to be three, one, and seven. What's your best, Peter? I thought Chicago Storm, Luke. So race four, number. Seven Chicago Storm. We want to try the multi into race five, number three, Nicker John. Love it, mate. Have a great day. And uh, you're looking forward to Monday, Cup Day? Yeah, it's a terrific meeting. Really competitive Cup. So uh, see if we can get our teeth around <coughs> into that race, that's for sure. Terrific, mate. Have a good day. Thanks, Luke. Peter Ellis there looking at Morfordville, other side of this short break. Tim Ryan will run through the uh, Tab's thoughts for Rose Hill. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. <laughs> Races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. HQ Insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options, including reimbursement for post-mortem costs. Be sure, insure with HQ. Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Brad Gray here with the latest market mover. Skyracing.com.au It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cotton's. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So, get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. Nova Employment assists people with disability get great jobs with over 17,000 success stories. We have roles across a large variety of industries ready to start today. Nova Employment finds people meaningful work and will match your skills and abilities with roles that are award wage or higher. If you're a person with a disability who wants to work, choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Call 1300 Ability or visit novaemployment.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. On races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858. Racing HQ, Trading Places with TAP Senior Trader Tim Ryan. Yeah, time for Trading Places. We're going to discuss Rose Hill, get uh, Timmy Ryan's thoughts on the meeting and how the TAB might be betting this program. Tim, good morning. Good morning, Luke. How are you, mate? Well, mate, uh, nice to speak to you. Last week, uh, you got the lay of the day beaten, so uh, you're in form. Yeah, well, one week back, um, I said... What do, they, what do they say? You're only as good as your last tip? Yeah, exactly right. 
I'm going no good then. Uh, race <laughs> race number one, let's kick it off, mate. Uh, the midway over 1,200 metres and a wide market here. Are you going to try and lay a few? Yeah, very wide. But just before we touch on the first, just quickly touch on the track. Um, rail through, good track. I think you should be able to win from anywhere today. Forward, back, inside, outside. Um, so I think punters should really bet with confidence. Um, and onto this midway, it's almost impossible. I have Prince Invincible a little bit shorter than the current market. So it's it's uh, we're currently betting 550. I have it marked a little bit shorter. So we'll look to keep a little bit safe. I just... I really liked its run the other day, second up, third up. It should be ready to peak. And on its best form, it might be the class horse in this race. So I'll look to keep it a little bit safe. But after that, you know, you could make cases for a lot of these. Border Control was all right the other day. Shopmaker's been trialling well. The Stero was good the other day. The one horse that I did, wanted to be, did want to be against was number four, Miss Kojiki. Uh, I did put up $11. It's in the 750 now. And it's by far our worst way. So I probably already... Done my dash in laying it, but I thought it was a little bit flooded winning at Canterbury. I uh, found the rails on a on a night where it was a big advantage to be on the rails. So if any horse I wanted to be against, it was Miss Kajiki, but it's a wide-open race, so I'll probably just let the punters do their thing and, and move on to the next. Which is the Pago Pago Stakes, or Pango Pango, 1,200 metres, race number two. The favourite is number two, Mahaba, at $3.60. Yeah, look, I, I generally like taking on the the uh, Melbourne two-year-olds come to Sydney, but this favourite, Mahaba, was a really good run in the Golden Gift at its very first start in a race when it was trained up in Sydney by David Payne. So um, plenty of respect for it, but I do have it marked just a touch longer than the current quote. So 360 we'll look to push towards $4. Uh, I think that's closer to its price. Second pick here introducing, I went up too short about it on Wednesday, um, but I do really like this horse. I think... Ability-wise, it's the most talented horse in the race. Whether or not it's all come a bit too soon, I'm not sure, but I will look to keep it pretty safe here, introducing. I think it can go to the front for Preble, and I just really like this. It's strength through the line first up, and it did a lot of things wrong there. So uh, really quite like introducing. I want it to be against Shinzo. I'll have it marked a fair bit longer. Um, the map is poor. And to me, it already looks like it's looking for 14 or 1,600 metres Shinzo. Zulfika comes out of the blue diamond it's already in the slippers so i guess i've got to respect it a little bit and bases loaded has some talent but a little bit against mahaba and keeping introducing safe in the pago pago you can't write a ticket for it at the moment um introducing that's the information we got given earlier is that right yeah it's, it's really been quite easy uh we did get to 460 it's just trimmed up we did write about at 460 back to 420 so um, look, yeah, the punters are, are against it. Uh, Mahab is quite popular and, and Shinzo with J-Mac on is also popular. But, uh, yeah, just keeping it a bit safe at the moment. Yeah, oh, I, I like it today. I think it'll run well. Race number three, 1350, benchmark 88. Um, weird little race. Um, what, what are you yeah. doing here? It's a bit disappointing, this race, isn't it? Uh, it doesn't kind of feel like it fits on the card. But um, fine point, she's easy to lay. At that 290 quote, she's short the toads, J-Mac, Chris Waller. And saying all that, she just feels a bit too short to me. Um, so 290, I'll probably look to push against her later in betting. Uh, I've got her mark probably closer around a, a 350, 360 mark. So I'm a bit against her. Tamerlane, she said that 370 quote. Um, that's around about the price I have her mark. She kind of ended last prep in career best form and no doubt she can come back close to that. Um, now, outside the third pick, I really didn't know what to do up to 13.50. Uh, 
if he found his best, he'd be hard to beat, but that might be well behind him. Um, and there's one I wanted to keep really safe here, number nine, Reduna. Uh, I know it failed first up, but if you go back to last prep, you ran a really good second over this track and distance to hope in your heart, and that'd be by far good enough to be winning here. No doubt about it. Uh, race number four, Steel City is favourite for the Magic Knight. Group three for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. How are you assessing that? Well, it looks bad on paper, but we know that's not the full story of the Blue Diamond where she never got a crack at them. Yeah, um, look, yeah, she was definitely stiff. Whether or not it's been overplayed or not, like she did hit the defence, did no work, so she was bound to have, look like she had energy there. So how much was there? I'm not 100% sure. Is that Blue Diamond form any good? I'm not really quite sure either. I think it was probably one of the weaker Blue Diamonds and the fact that it was run out run at Sandown probably confuses the pitcher even more. So I think 310, she's under the odds. So I will look to take her on. Um, I think she's closer to a $3.54 chance. I want to lay the second pick too, Blanc de Blanc. And not so much due to her form, but just the, the uh, barrier. Um, she's going to be back and wide and... Yeah, it, it just it just seems three dollars fifty seems a bit short considering where she's going to be in the run. Um, so laying those first two picks, I, I've got to keep two Quee Santuza safer. I think it's a little bit in the introducing mould. I think she might be the one with the well, one of the horses here with the most talent, and just whether or not it comes too soon. But she'll push forward, uh, provided she jumps. She's a bit slow to jump at, at Canterbury, but she'll push forward and make her own luck. Remedies maps perfectly. She's the one that I can see. I can't see running badly here. Um, and August Bloom has a bit of talent as well. But, uh, yeah, keen to play against the two picks in the Magic Knight. What about race number five, the uh, Morris McCartan Group 3 over 1,100? Uh, Clemenceau, 2.80. I think we're best price in the market uh, at that 2.80 quote. I wanted to be against. Um, purely from a map perspective, 1,100 metres at Rose Hill can be tricky. Um, he probably does have the speed to try and offset it, but... In doing so, you know, if they ride aggressively, they're probably going to have to sit outside Cold Crusher and do all the chasing, which first up, maybe he could be found wanting late. And if they do kind of ride, ride him a bit neutrally, they risk being caught three wide. So it's, it's that going to have some decisions to make early in this race. And just think for that reason, the 280 is poor value. Arthur Rick, the second pick there, sits around the 420 mark. I think that's probably about his right price. Uh, I like the way he ended last prep and he's been trialling well. So plenty of respect there. Kalino, I want to be against the third pick. Not just not sure about the back in distance, 1,100. They're probably going to go quick here. Cannonball's a really interesting one. I found it really hard to line up. You look at that third last start to get, to get your kick down the straight, Barrow 2, but there's not a dollar at all for Cannonball. I put up 460 on Wednesday. Respecting that form, it's now out to 750. So... Look, I guess I'm keeping it safe for that reason. And, and Cole Crusher, I think he's probably a little bit underrated here. Um, best form over a bit further, but it should be able to get to the front here. And I love keeping leaders safe over the 1,100 metres at Rose Hill. So I'll keep Cole Crusher safe in the Morris McCartan. Race number six is the Farlap Stakes Group 2 level. Chris Waller with a great record in this race. You're equal top of the market with Zoo Gotcha. What's going to happen with her price? Yeah, look, I am denied what to do with Zoo Gotcha. Pretty much all week. I put up the wrong price on Wednesday thinking that she was going to the to the Coolmore, but they decided to run here. So the early price and the early shoppers got the right price there. Uh, but we'll move on to today. She opened up $1.50 this morning. She's now out to $1.60. I am going to make her the lay of the day. 
Um, and that's not because I don't think she'll win. I think she's more than likely going to win than not. But I have her marked around. Well, I do have her marked at a dollar eighty. So the, I think the dollar sixty is clearly poor value. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to make her the lay of the day, and I'm going to look to push hard against her later in betting. Uh, she's never run a place on a good track. Um, that's what the stats say. But she did run fourth first up, not beaten far in that surround stakes, and she'll improve from that run, but. I just can't get her that short. Um, and, you know, you say Chris Waller's got a great record in this race. Fangirl did go under at a very, very short quote in this race last year. So they don't always win. Um, and this is one I'm going to look to take on. Madame Pomer is probably the right second pick. Fireburn, I note that they're, they're keen to push forward today. So I think that that could spark a better run from Fireburn today. And two to keep safe at longer odds. Brosnan, I think, is well-placed and racing well. And Glinta Silva, number one. It must to go to the front, and there's no pace here. Um, what's your main reason for marking her a little bit longer than the current market? Is it the, the winless good ground stats? Um, is it just that the current price is, uh, for no particular reason, under what you've sort of settled on? Oh, a bit of all of the above. Yep. Um, I think she's definitely, like, her best ratings are on wet tracks. Not to say she can't go on good tracks, but... I, you know, I think that brings her back to the field a little bit. Um, she had that. She's had has had a little bit of an interrupted prep. She missed that first up run. Um, then she went into the round first up. She comes here second up. Maybe she's half a run behind. Um, it's I can just find enough small knocks just to say that that dollar sixty is under the odds, and she should just be that little bit longer. Race number seven, the Sky High Stakes, 2,000 metres, Group 3, King Frankel, $4 favourite. Yeah, King Frankel sits there with a $4 chance. I took him on uh, first up. I thought he might have things against him there, and he did. He sat outside the lead. He did all the chase by Banju, and he was still strong through the line and holding him all off. So, barrier two today, it's going to get the perfect run, and I see no reason why you can't win again. King Frankel actually got him marked a little bit shorter than that $4 quote. Um, so I'll look to keep it a little bit safe, not too safe being a, being a favourite. Um, but, yeah, I think he's really hard to beat here. Sunshine Rising, kind of find its form hard to line up. 550 to me seems a little bit of unders. Protagonist, I guess I'll have to lay him. Um, look, I don't really know the international form that well. So, look, I'll look to push against him until someone that knows a little bit better than me tells me otherwise. But kind of seems a little bit poor value to me. Derek's actually been really quite well backed and, you know, the form through his first up win looks really good. I just wasn't sure where he gets to from the map barrier 11, but there is good money for Zarek. No compromise can run well here too. And Knight's Order is probably one to keep safe as well. Probably best form on wetter tracks, uh, but it can push forward and has a little bit of a class edge on this field. Race number eight, Coolmore Classic, 1,500 metres to Ana Visto, 5.50 favourite. Uh, what are you going to do with this race? Yeah, great race. Lots of different opinions here. First thought is I really want to lay Anna Visto. I think she's a little bit of a flat track bully. She looks very good winning those group two, group three races in Melbourne where there's not, not much tempo and she can control and do, get everything her own way. Today, um, she's in A grade and she draws wide and she looks like she's going to have to sit outside expat, which is a poor recipe for me. So 550 where top odds here in the market. I'm very keen to lay her. I have number one hinged. I have her marked favourite. Uh, the 650 current quote, I have her marked a little bit shorter than that. So I think she presents with the A-grade form, the Group 1 form. Didn't have a lot of luck last start. I think she's really, really well placed here. 
Um, so big tick for her. Uh, third pick now, Espiona. Just wrote a bet at the 950 for Espiona. Not ruling her out. Um, I think she can run well here. Going down to Melbourne, coming back, I think that might have sparked her up a little bit. She looked good winning in Melbourne the other day. The three-year-olds I respect, Ruthless Dane, she's a belter. They can both run well. I wanted to be against the hope-in-your-heart form line, the guy Walter, who finished in a bunch there. A lot of hard luck stories in behind, yearning, Mustang Valley. Um, so to me, that just looks like a poor form race. So keen to lay the horses coming out of that race. So, um, And I could go on, but look, really good race. Lots of different opinions. What did you like in the uh, Coolmore, Luke? Um, no, oh, look, confused. Confused yeah. is, is my answer. Uh, I actually sided with yearning, but with no confidence. Uh, I think yeah. it's uh, a very open and even race. Don't disagree with you about Anavisto. Think it's hateful as favourite. Um, Ruthless Dame, I'd like to see run well for young Dylan Gibbons. Uh, it'd be a big moment if he could win the race as an apprentice. And uh, if Espiona wins, it'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be scenes. <laughs> well, I think if, if you are one of those punters who's backed Espiona plenty of times at the short odds, yeah, you're getting $8 today. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully you're on last start um, when yeah. she went down to Melbourne. Down in class. I'll be having a bit here in race nine on Waterford. Uh, will I get better? Uh, I'll look to take it on, yeah. It's a horse I've taken on a few times. It's burnt me a couple of times and uh, and did us a favour first up. Um, I just... And my gut tells me this horse is overrated. Um, but, mate, I think we'll find out one way or another today. Mm. Um, at 390 since poor value, the horse is going to get back. It's going to get need luck. We hear them saying it needs to get to the outside and whether or not it can do that from barrier four. And oh, look, There's a lot of negatives for me, so oh, I'm going to take it on. I've got it marked a fair bit longer, uh, but it is popular at 390, quote. So mark the second pick. Um, ran well first up, whether or not it's looking for a little bit further second up, but I think it can run well. Ascension, I actually have marked favourite. I know we put up $8 earlier in the week, but that was that was wrong. Um, I think it can control here for Willie Pike, 55 kilos, and it's, it's two wins um, are when it led and controlled, um, and they were, they've both been very, very good. So under similar circumstances here, I think it can be really, really hard to run down. Ben Snatch is racing in good form, so I give it a hope too. But, yeah, Waterford, uh, if you want to back it, I'm sure you'll get a bit better. Beautiful. Uh, race number 10, tab handicap, 1,900 metres. Uh, tricky race to finish. Yeah, tricky race. I, I struggle to get a good feel for it. I do have Major Beal, Mark's favourite, um, and at pretty much the quote that it is at the moment. I know it's only coming through a midweek race. I thought there was a bit to like about that form line, and it can go forward from barrier three and map really, really well here. Um, Stroke of Luck comes out of that race as well, number 13. He draws barrier one, so it's going to sit on its back. So I thought that was a two to focus on in this race, and I guess that left me one glass bay as a horse that I had to take on. Um, didn't really like the race that it won at Canterbury last start. Barrier 12, maps a bit poorly, so 440 I thought was poor value. I'll take it on a little bit against Almania as well. I just don't really like its racing style. Exciting day. Uh, good luck. Recapping the layout of the day is Zoo Gotcha. Yeah, Zoo Gotcha in the far lap stakes, currently sixty, best price anywhere. In the market, so if you want to have a bet on Zoo Gotcha today, you better put some money in your tab account and take us on.
mate. Have a um, have a good day. Enjoy the racing, and we'll ch- look forward to chatting to you over the next few weeks as this autumn carnival really hits full swing. It's uh, officially launched this week. Our next three weeks are at Rose Hill. Then we get back to Randwick. It'll be the championships before we know it. Can't wait. Yeah, gone super day next week. I can't believe it's come around so fast. But really looking forward to it, and good luck to all those punters having a bit today. There's Tim Ryan, senior senior trader, tab.com.au. That's been Trading Places. That does it for me. Simon Harrison in the chair, other side of this on Sky Sports Radio. If you're in Canberra over the next couple of days, come say good day. Looking forward to the Calcutta tonight for their cup. And, of course, Black Opal Day over the weekend as well. Have a great day. Good luck on the punt and many winners. Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Sky Sports Radio. With the latest winning info right now on Racing HQ. Good morning, Simon Harrison with you at 20 minutes to midday. Uh, Now, what we can do is uh, take in an interview from this morning. What we'll do after this interview is David Fowler is calling Brisbane for us. He'll have Winners Legal Farm at midday, so 20 minutes from now. We'll follow that with a couple of South Australian winners at Morfordville with Brett Davis. And in the cold, Thomas will be on at around 10 past 12. We'll take a look at the movers for Coolmore Classic Day, Rose Hill. And that that will head into that first at Rose Hill. You at 20 after 12 on the back of that, the tab move is for both Flemington and Eagle Farm, but still 20 minutes uh, before David Fowler joins us, so let's take in Mark Newnham this morning. We heard the news just in the last couple of days that Mark will be heading to Hong Kong later in the year. Pleased to say that Mark Newnham's with us, Duff. Um, he, of course, made the announcement yesterday along with the Hong Kong Jockey Club that he, he's sadly leaving us here in Sydney. We're going to miss him a lot. He's a big loss to Sydney Racing. But, Mark, as I say good morning to you, mate, uh, congratulations on that appointment. That's very, very exciting for you and your business, and I know you'll do us proud up there. Yeah, morning, Luke. Morning, Ron. Um, thanks for the kind words um, and and from everyone who's, who's messaged me. Um, trying to keep up with them yesterday but as I was replying to them there was multiple ones coming in so anyone I missed um, thank you very much for your kind thoughts I suppose there was plenty of um, trainers texting you saying um, when you, when will those uh, boxes be empty I, I, I might need a few of them <laughs> I, 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 think, I, I think there was more of them texting my owners than uh... <laughs> no, no that's already been happening don't worry <laughs> uh, look when do you expect, uh, well, when do you expect your last runner in Sydney? Oh, sometime in May. Look, it'll okay. be business as usual the next couple of months. It'll be nothing that happens overnight. Um, you know, it's a, it's a licence for the new season, which uh, kicks off in September. So I'll be looking to move there um, sometime in June. So um, business as usual the next two to three months, uh, and then uh, then I'll be off and gone. Um, it's... Well, it's obviously you train for a lot of Hong Kong clients. Um, so, is there an opportunity to take, you know, a, a handful of your own horses across? Yeah, there is. Um, uh, some of uh, some of the younger horses I've got in work, um, uh, you know, that are already owned in Hong Kong, um, will will come along with me. Uh, so, we'll sort all that out in the, in the next few weeks. Yeah, and be hard to leave your boys, um, your apprentices. Yeah, and look, that's um, uh, look. Tyler's um, well on his way. Um, you know, I might just—I've I've got an idea, and I've spoken to Tyler already. Um, he might just 
complete his last month or two um, with somebody else, but I'll have to talk to that person and um, that'll be a good fit for him. Um, Jasper Franklin, who's uh, just joined joined me, um, well, he'll be okay to finish his three months on loan and then uh, we'll place him accordingly as well. Um, but look, I'm, I'm proud of their achievements and, um, you know, it's something, look, hopefully I can get to continue over there. Um, it, you know, I enjoy... Um, having an apprentice or two um, in the stable and helping them on their way. And in the future, who knows, there might be an opportunity, you know, these experience, these three months kids in, in Hong Kong for these young kids, is, and especially for someone like Tyler, or an opportunity might come up for him for a three months stint in the next couple of years. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think um, I think it is on high on his agenda of um, list of achievements he wants to... <laughs> Wants to uh, achieve, so um, you know he's a he's in, he's rapidly improved in the last six months, and he's a lightweight rider, so he, he would suit the conditions up there. Okay. Uh, today, jeez, um, I can't split these two horses. Uh, King Frankel and Sunshine Rising. They they've both got credentials in a, in a tricky little race, I must admit. But they, they got are they in good order. Yeah, both terrific. Um, I. Um, I was very happy with both their work on, on Tuesday morning. They worked on the outside of the course proper at Ramwick. Um, you know, obviously at opposite ends of their career. Um, but King Frankel, um, he's got a great racing style where he can get himself up on pace and should nearly be unbeaten in Australia. Um, generally, these uh, European imports improve quite a bit in their second racing preparations here. And we certainly haven't got to the bottom of him. Uh, the other old horse, Sunshine Rising, he's as well as I can have him. Um, he's very well in at the weights. Um, the other horse probably just has a slight advantage um, in his racing pattern. So um, might really come down to how the races run. But uh, with a few scratchings now, it probably takes some of the pressure out of it. And it might just give a slight advantage to King Frankel. And Expat had a bit of spring in a step there first up. She she seems to have come back in, well, the form from two preps back. Yeah, she was terrific. Um, last preparation um, in the spring, it's the first time ever she hasn't hasn't really come up to form. Um, not sure why, um, but she bounced back with uh, you know, a couple of nice trials going into that first up run. I had a little question mark on her as far as uh, dry tracks, but um, she certainly showed the other day um, a dry Rose Hill is to her liking. Her best form has always been at Rose Hill. Um, so from you know inside draw, 53 kilos, her racing patterns to get control of the race and, and go at a genuine gallop. So you know, she gets a chance in this race. She ran very well in it last year. Um, and the format of the race has been frank. So she's getting there in good order. Yeah, for sure, and she's a kilo less than last year where, you know, Hinge do run third in that race last I know she's done more. She only had 52 and a half and she's got 57. So she looks it well in compared to last year. Yeah, definitely. And, look, I think the way the way our tracks are racing, um, even horses like her that are generally better on soft ground, uh, the, the track's been very well prepared in Sydney recently and I was pleasantly surprised when I walked it before her last start that it had a good deal of cushion in it. So they're still able to run good time, but horses that um, may prefer a bit of jar out of it uh, are still uh, are still coping well. Okay. Uh, Gosford, today you give Jasper a good chance with Crystal Lane. 
in race number yeah, two? Yeah, she ran very well first up. Um, better suited at 1,100. Um, comes in very well with the claim. She's got a good racing style, lightly raced filly. Uh, she's got a great winning chance. And you've got Silvakia, Silvakia in race seven. Yeah, she's, um, she's probably cost herself a couple of races where she's um, just not had any gate speed. Um, Tyler put her into the race the other day in a, in a slowly run race and she, she just got out sprinted. So she'll um, she'll improve up to the 1900 and where she's drawn without any gate speed, she's probably have to going to give them a bit of a start. But um, she's not staying Philly. All right. Well, you're still going to be around the traps for the next few months, I'm sure. Um, uh, business as usual, except, geez, it's nice travelling first class on those planes, isn't it? It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what, I was only there 24 hours, but uh, if they were trying to impress me, they certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to go backwards, I can tell you. I hope I I couldn't afford. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, I'm not very big. Any chance of throwing me in your luggage next time? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Hey, hey, there's, been plenty of, there's been plenty of offers to have that position. <laughs> oh, I bet you've, you've got a few more mates, I'm sure. Mate, um, congratulations again. Good luck today, and thanks for making some time for us this morning. I know you just flew back, so I appreciate it. Terrific. I'll see you at Rose Hill. Look forward to it. Good on you, mate. Uh, there's Mark Newham, Duff. So that's Mark Newham uh, from a little earlier on. And Expat is currently at $12 with the tab fixed odds in this afternoon's Coolmore Classic. Okay, so what we'll do is leave Mark there. And we still have some time up our sleeve before uh, David Fowler will join us for Best Bet. So we might take in another interview from this morning. And on this occasion, let's have a, a listen to Annabelle Neesham. Let's get to Annabelle Neesham, who's uh, been good enough to give us some time of a Saturday morning. How are you, Annabelle? Morning, good. How are you? Yeah, really well. You're with Luke Marlow and Ron Duffersey this morning. Uh, has it been a smooth start to the day? So far, so good. We've still got a few to go, but um, at the moment, all is well. Uh, you scratched the interesting runners today. Gear up and boys buzzed as um, Just a little bit, uh, track a little bit dry for them, would you? Yeah, uh, think? gear up. Um, That'd be my, my query with him is he, he's actually performed on good tracks in Ireland, but he gives us the impression that he's going to be much better with a little bit of cut in the ground. So we'll save him, whether we maybe see him in the Neville Selwood possibly um, in two weeks' time. But, um, yeah, that was the, the main concern with both of those horses, really. Um, okay. But Bois Jean we'll probably see him maybe in the Doncaster Prelude instead. Okay. Uh, you happy with him? He was, he's an interesting horse, Wilder uh, Jean, because he was terrific in his only Australian run. Yeah, he's a really nice horse. Um, he, uh, he's probably going to be better once he gets over a bit of a trip. He ran, obviously, third in the in the um, Rose Hill Gold Cup. Sort of quite interesting when I go back to his form. He's, he's actually been quite a good miler in Europe, but I think he's going to get over further here. Um, but uh, he's a lovely-looking horse, and, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where we'll kick him off, but we'll just wait for a little bit more juice in the ground. Just with these imports, I just think um, be a bit of a shock to their system. Um, you know, really hot day. The track will be great, but it'll be it'll obviously be quick ground. So um, hopefully, at some point in the next few weeks, we we'll just get a bit of drop of rain just to take the sting out for those sort of horses. Mm. Uh, so we're left a little bit light today, but Sabak, he, he's a terrific little horse. He just doesn't know how to run bad. Yeah, really looking forward to, to him today. I thought his run in the um, Liverpool City Cup was very good. Um, it didn't go that quick, but he closed off well uh, up to the 1500 or suit. And um, look, would love him to try and win this today and, and get into the Doncaster because I think that's his sort of race. He's just, I think it's 50 and a half kilos. He's 
he's been given in that race. So um, that had been the, the target after the five diamonds. We we um, decided that Doncaster was the race we try and target with him um, this autumn. And yeah, this is obviously the next step. And second up, I think he should be, he's pretty forward and he should run pretty well. And the last, uh, well, you don't, have to, you don't have to arrive till last, the last race, uh, the last two <laughs> races. Um, look, this claim, the crown, he looks a bit of a lad, um, but he was pretty good winning two starts back. Yeah, he's, he's been, a, he's such a laid back horse at home. Um, he took me by surprise in, in his first run here. He got scratched at the gates, which really took us by surprise. Um, and he's just, yeah, he has just been a little bit fractious in the gates every start, um, which doesn't really coincide with his pretty laid back character, but um, his win two starts ago was, was excellent. Um, and the other day, probably just covered a bit of ground around the bend. Um, hopefully, um, Chad, maybe just a bit more patient around the bend on him today and, and the slight drop back in distance, um, I think we'll see him in this race. Um, he's still a, he's still a cult. Um, he's probably might be his last run that he is, that he is, um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he can do today, just, just slightly back in trip. That was my next question. You, you see a lot of these horses, these imports coming out here, they're staying imports, and the a majority of them are still stallions. Is there any reason for that? You know, it's not as if they're going to be standing at Coolmore or, or anything like that. Yeah, good good point. Um, and I always thought I would geld him, but um, we, we decided to give him a prep as an entire initially just just that, so as to not really disrupt his his preparation. And to be honest, he's such a quiet horse at home. You you, you forget that he is a colt. You think he's a gelding. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. They they probably don't geld them as maybe as readily some owners over there. But um, yeah, he certainly will be one on the one uh, probably after this run that will go and get that done. Okay, uh, just around the grounds a little bit. Porter Rosser in at Flemington still raw, but she's got some talent. Yeah, she does. I loved her first run um, in the Lonro Plate and then slight head scratcher in the Sweet Embrace. She sort of threw the race away, really, from the 400 to the 200. She she um, was very plain that second last furlong and then started to motor again late and there was there was no room. I don't think she was going to be um, challenging the winner there, but, but um, certainly it was a bit of an inconclusive, it was a bit of a strange run. So... Um, She's bounced through that. Her work's been very good, and she's always a filly that we thought would be best over 1,400. So, uh, look, nice big track at Flemington today. Um, obviously great that Sam Clifton can partner her today, and, yeah, hopefully um, just that rise in distance and the big track trip away from home will be good for her as well. And um, if she runs up to what we think she is, she's probably a bit over the odds. Okay. And is Manhood the best of them in Queensland at Eagle Farm Race 6? Yeah, I think so. He's a nice horse. Um, he's come back from a wind op, so I think we should see a good improvement there. Um, he's just a big, leggy. He still looks, to me, like he's still six months away. He's still got furnishing to do. He's, he's a big horse, um, but he's trialled up well, and hopefully that wind off will um, be, make the difference with him. Lovely. Um, that Ferrari still in one piece and still nice and shiny and everything all right there? <laughs> Yeah, it certainly hasn't been driven by me. I don't think it's okay. <laughs> All right, good luck today. Thank you very much. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic.
Sixth Soil. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Oh, well, one of the good chances in this afternoon's Coolmore Classic at Rose Hill is out of Vista. And this morning we heard from co-trainer Michael Kent Jr. We've got Michael Kent Jr. joining us now for a quick chat. Uh, Michael, great to speak to you, mate. Good morning. Morning, Luke. Morning, Ron. How are you going, guys? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Uh, you must be excited. Uh, yourself and Mick have a, a nice team of horses coming to Sydney today. Yeah, we do, yeah. And uh, with a big bandwagon of owners, too. So I'm flying up with um, the owners, including some of the Essendon footy players, Joe Watson and Tom Bell Chambers. And, uh, yeah, it'll be an almighty roar if she wins, I can tell you that much. How good's that? Well, she's a mare that, uh, well, she appears in good form. Well, she uh, she was just so fast from the front the other day and, run, well, she'd run the time and we know she's a good mare when she's right. Yeah, she's so dynamic, fresh, you know. She's um, it's probably her best place, fresh up 1,400 and she needs to try and put two together. She's only done that once before in, um, in the past. So hoping that big first up run hasn't taken too much out of her. It wouldn't appear so, but you never know until you get to the races. Um, she arrived up there beautifully, and I think having the benefit of being to Sydney last year definitely helps. You know, she settled right in, and yeah, I think she won a hell of a race. Just need things to work out for us. And the reports are about her settling in good. Yeah, super. Yeah, she's at Gerald Ryan stable there. So um, she's had a swim and a, wa- a, a canter each morning, and uh, yeah, she's ready to go. Beauty. Um, you got plenty resuming at Flemington today. The, geez, there's, there sounds to be good reps on, on this bloke. What you need uh, off a maiden win last preparation in race two. Uh, he's very exciting. So um, all the sectional and data guys will be all over him after his first win. He ran super time and he was a one-time Coolmore favourite. And um, he's a bit immature, so we tipped him out. Uh, look, he's going to be a little bit vulnerable fitness-wise. He's a big burly colt. Um, no surprise to see him win because he's so talented uh, but it is his first go down the straight and he was to run a nice placing we'd be happy with that and two weeks later on he could go to that um, race same course and distance over uh, worth half a million the sunlight sunlight stakes they call it now um, look so he definitely can win Ron he's a, he's a beautiful horse OK what about the other one KGB he's done nothing wrong speedy type yeah, no, he's good. Um, another one of these Russian revolutions who are going so well. He's uh, he'll be probably leading for a long way. He might get a bit tired late, but he's won both jump outs leading in. He's a definite top three chance also. Um, you've got uh, all these horses resuming in race eight. Ayrton, nice race for him first up. Uh, he's so good first up. He's unbeaten by one race. We're in second to I Wish I Win, who I think could be the next big thing in Australian racing. So um, he's a Virtually got an unblemished record, fresh up. Just got to hope he does it again. I think he will. His jump out leading him is very good. He looks fantastic. He's working well. Um, he should get a nice run in behind the speed. Jamie rides in so well, and he's the pick of our four. Yeah, our playboy probably start off looking for wet, maybe. Playboy, yep. Get back, run on, wait for uh, the wet tracks in Sydney. Uh, Daisies, um, she ran... Here last year, got back, ran on, and then went to win the Sunline Stakes. That'll be the same um, sort of program for her. She'll run there in two weeks. And Bizanari is a good horse. Uh, he's first up. He'll get a good run for Barrier 3. And uh, he's a good each-way chance also. He's sort of um, quite a progressive horse. But I think Ayrton's the best of our four. Okay. And big story in the last. Any expectations first up? 
Uh, tough in the draw, get back, run on, uh, maybe a place chance, but the barrier makes it tough. What about this horse you snuck over to Adelaide, Doubting Eye? I'm remembering trialling in Sydney one day, if I'm right. Yeah, we've tried him in Sydney, looking for a race like the Golden Gift. He wasn't good enough. He's probably not up to that level. Uh, he won both jump outs leading into today. Blinkers are on, drawn soft, finds the right race. Uh, he can win. All right. Hopefully a good day for the stable, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you here, I suppose. We'll see you there soon. Yes, thank you. So that was Sammy um, Kent Jr. there, and Anadisto is currently the $5.50 fixed odds favourite for this afternoon's Coolmore Classic. A quick break, and then David Fowler for winners in Brisbane. Nova Employment assists people with disability get great jobs with over 17,000 success stories. We have roles across a large variety of industries ready to start today. Nova Employment finds people meaningful work and will match your skills and abilities with roles that are award wage or higher. If you're a person with a disability who wants to work, choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Call 1300 Ability or visit novaemployment.com.au. There's a new place to get it all on tap, and it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing, touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game, Australia's biggest game. Biggest game. A bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1 800 858 858. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. We're right on midday, just taking a look at this afternoon's jockey challenges. Firstly for Rose Hill, J-Mac is very short, $1.30. Next best is Brett Preble, $11, but $1.30 there for James McDonald. Flemington, this is the more open uh, jockey challenge. Craig Williams is favourite at $3.50. Mark Zara is at $4.60. Jamie Carr, $4.80. Damien Lane, $5.50. Blake Shin at $6.00. For Morfordville, uh, Todd Pannell is $2.20. Lachlan Neendorf, $3.00. Jake Tayroke at $3.50. Out to big odds for everything else. Uh, Sheridan Tomlinson at $21.00. At Eagle Farm, Angela Jones is $2.70. James Orman is $4.00. Sam Collett, $5.00. Kyle Wilson-Taylor at $5.50. For Gosford, Alicia Connett is two eighty. Mitch Bell three seventy. Any other jockey five dollars. Christian Ruth, Andrew Adkins, are both at ten. And we also have the jockey challenge up for the Gold Coast. Noel Callow is a dollar oh five, and Cody Collis is at eight dollars. We will have West Australian Racing joining us later today from Asprey Ascot. They've got the Bunbury Cup on this afternoon, as well as the Bunbury Stakes. So those couple of features are run at Ascot today, and the first from Perth. Our time to go at eight minutes past four. So we're going to chat to uh, David Fowler, hopefully, for Winners Brisbane and also Brett Davis. Now, Brett won't be too far away for a couple of winners at uh, Morfordville. This afternoon in Adelaide, it's fine and a good four. Uh, and just recapping at Rose Hill, their first is due in 17 minutes. So the Midway Handicap gets their card underway at 20 minutes after 12. Nicole Thomas will join us at 10 past. 
We'll take a look at the tab movers with Nick and then uh, we'll also have a look at the uh, the market for the first with uh, Darren Flindell. But I think what we can do now is get to Brett Davis for winners uh, in Adelaide. Uh, Brett, good afternoon to you. Hello, Simon. Hello, everybody. Yes, Morfordville today, of course, uh, entree before the main meal with, of course, big racing coming up here on Monday, Adelaide Cup Day. But I thought today, Simon, we probably had to be a little bit uh, patient for the winners um, with races eight and nine, I think the best two bets of the day. Race eight, number seven, Lake City Carca. This is the horse from the Clark and O'Shea yard. Had a good run first up, needed the hit out, uh, led to about the 20 and then got overhauled. I think on the parks course today, it'll lead or just sit in and be very difficult to beat. 460 into $3. I think $3 is still a decent enough quote. And I've made it the best of the day, race eight, number seven, Lake City Carca. The other horse is a little bit more value in race nine, Sabermetric. This guy actually bolted up a race by about five or six one day, and then he didn't follow it up, and he's done that a few times. The key to him is being fresh. I've given him a five- or six-week break between runs. He'll sit in behind a very hot speed in the last, and I think he can pounce on them and win due to that freshness. So they're the two best today, Simon, in Adelaide. Race eight, number seven, Lake Titicaca, and race nine, number three, Sabermetric. Good stuff. Brett, while you're there, have you got an early pick for us for the Adelaide Cup on Monday? Uh, look, I haven't completely done all the form, but um, Stars of Carom, I think Simon's had a terrific prep. Look, the horse hasn't won since the Mooney Valley Vars in 2018. Only had the one win, but it was a strong win on that occasion and has run a lot of good placings since for the Robbie Lang stable. I think this has had a perfect preparation. I love the way it closed in the Lord Reams got over the top of Grand Promenade and, and nearly collared Highland Jack in the final stages. So that was 2,600 up to 3,200. I think it can run a, a very, very big race. So I think Stars of Caram each way at the moment for me will be the tip. I'm starting to warm a little bit to a maid, a former um, Northern Hemisphere horse who's um, proven over the trip, but on synthetic tracks as a younger horse. Uh, the more I look at it and its preparation runs, it might be um, sneaking in potentially under the handicapper. So they're the two I'm looking at at the moment, but I'll be tipping Prince of Caram at some position in the top three come Monday. Excellent. Thanks very much, Brett. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, Simon. Yeah, it's a great uh, race, the Morfordville um, program with the Adelaide Cup, isn't it, every year? And one of the last two-mile uh, flat races around with the big cups in the city, the Adelaide Cup. At this point, per Sand Grand Promenade are the equal favourites at $5. Stars of Caram is uh, currently at $13. We might take in an interview with the trainer Todd Howlett now. He was on this morning chatting about Miss Kojiki and uh, its chance this afternoon in the Midway. Let's get to Todd Howlett now, who's going to the Midway today with Last Start Canterbury winner Miss Kojiki. Morning, Todd. Yeah, good morning, Luke. How's things? Things are really good, mate. Uh, what about for yourself? Yeah, no, everything's good. Yeah, well. That's good, mate. That's good to hear. And this mare, she's been pretty good for your stable. Um, just a, an honest, tough thing. And uh, she was pretty good there at Canterbury last start. You must be excited to come to town with her today. Yeah, I am. Yeah, she, she's a tough little mare and honest and just tries her heart out. She's, I haven't got many that try as hard as her. Exactly yeah. right. She had a, a frustrating run of seconds at one stage of her career, but I think that's just testament to how she always puts in, isn't it? Um, but she's now a six-time winner. That's right, yeah, and that's, yeah, um, she had run a lot of seconds, but, um, yeah, she's just full of try, which is, you know, a good, good thing to have. Has there been anything that's turned her around in recent times, having won three of her last four, or she's just been in the right races? 
probably been in the right races, but I think she's got better with age. She was always a little light. She's matured and got stronger. So I think age has definitely helped her. Yeah. How do you see the race playing out today, Todd? Yeah, it's probably from the barrier. It's a little bit tricky. Um, I think it's not a, it's an even sort of race, I think. Um, I suppose Nash rode a last start. He'll know what to do, but mm. she sort of likes to be in the forward. Run forward, yeah. That's Miss Kajiki in race number one. You're going to Gosford today as well. In race three, you're saddling up Baroneer Boy. What can you tell us about this horse? Yeah, he's a, he's a nice horse. Um, yeah, I, I really like this horse, and he's going to get better as he gets out over further. Um, got him in at Musselwick yesterday, but he drew wide. And I think he's found a nice race today. There's a couple of chances in it, but he's a nice, honest horse. Mm. And you've got in race five, Felicity's fault was there as an emergency. I'm just checking to see if it's gained yeah, entry. She's got a start. She's yeah. in. Yep. What are you expecting? Yeah. Look, look, I'm happy with her as well. I thought her first run was good um, at Warwick Farm, and I think it's Gaze was introducing one that day, and she was falling off and did a little bit wrong. So I think she can run a nice race for us today. I just noticed she she looked like she was hanging a little bit around the home turn. Do you think it was the heavy track or just inexperience that day? I think inexperience, and we put a set of blinkers on her, yeah. and I think that's really helped her, and I'd hope today it'll, it'll make a difference, yeah. So she's had a few gallop in, gallops in those blinkers? In the blinkers, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Just a pretty little filly, and yeah. Good stuff, mate. Nice team of horses around you at the moment, and some good chances today. Yeah, no, thanks, Luke. We're slowly getting there, but it's it's always up and down, but I'm happy with what we've got at the moment. I'll give you the tip. There's nothing like racing in a racing roller coaster. If you're a punter, trainer, owner, jockey, we're, mate, we're, up and, we're up and down every five minutes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Good to speak to you, though, Todd. Yeah, thanks a lot, Luke. We'll catch up. Look forward to it, mate. There's Todd Howlett, yeah. uh, a good man and a good trainer as well. He's got uh, three runners spread across Rose Hill and also Gosford today. Good, uh, good one there, Luke. Luke Marlow on this morning on Saturday HQ, and he was catching up with trying to Todd Howlett there um, regarding that runner in the midway. Miss Kojiki, who is currently at $7.50, shooting for back-to-back wins. In a moment, we will update Rose Hill with uh, Darren. Today's Racing, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Guaranteed five-day payment from completion, part payments available. Concreters, bricklayers, carpenters and tilers required by Dixon Homes for immediate start on single-storey homes. Debt-free, ASX-listed, profitable builder. Call 1-300-1010-10, Sky Sports Radio, it's coming up to 10 minutes after midday. They're in the yard for the first on Coolmore Classic Day at Rose Hill. Darren Fundell, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Simon. Yes, in the yard for the running of the Midway. And today's Midway being staged over 1,200 metres. Just note three riders... um Three runners here will be ridden further forward being Shotmaker, Catesby and also Nick Tock, numbers 3, 5 and 13. Market for the race, Estero's $9, Oxford Tycoon resuming on the drift out to 15. Shotmaker, $7, was 8 this morning. Miss Kajiki has shortened a, a little bit, 8.50 into 7.50. Catesby out to 19, Lancaster Bomber at 7. Prince Invincible is the current favourite at 5.50. 
Miss Einstein, 17. Oakfield Twilight, 26. Jacqueline Rewarder has been pretty much 13 all day. Now, Border Control's joint favourite with a 7. Border Control also at 5.15. Nick Tock at 34. So 7 and 12. The 9 to 2 equal favourites here. Prince Invincible, Border Control, 5.50 apiece. And race one of the day on Coolmore Classic Day here at Rose Hill is due in nine minutes. Thank you, Darren. So we will come back to you shortly. But in the meantime, what we're going to do is take a look at these tab movers for Sydney. And from the tab, Nicole Thomas joins me. Nicole, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Simon. Right, eh? What's happening with the market for the Midway, Nick? They're in the yard there. It's all happening in the first. They have backed so many runners, the punters here. So Border Control is probably one of the best of them. Number 12, $7 into $6. It did reach five fifty. There's some other ones that have been specced, though. Miss Kajiki, number 4, into seven fifty. Lancaster Bomber, as well, into 7 And Jack Queen Reward, uh, number 11, at a price, into 13 So they're really going wide here. I'm actually, I think, maybe the best of them is Lancaster Bomber. So let's go number 6 as our mover. So Richard Lidsfronter there, race one, number six, over to race two. The first of the two-year-olds is for the Colts, the group three, Pago Pago Stakes, Stuart, five to one. Well, the early money horse was uh, Shinzo, number four, $4.60 now, in from $6 overall. So it's still a market mover here, but Zolfagar's come in today, number one. It's now into five fifty, and we did bet a big price about this runner. So I think we bet about uh, maybe $11 into five fifty. So that's a good move. Godzilla's been specced into 10 But Zolfagar, that's the best of them, number one. They're having a good run, Godolphin, aren't they? So oh, Zolfagar yeah. there in the Pago Pago. Over to race number three, the Chironi Handicap is a benchmark 88 over 1350. Well, Pundas with the two favourites here, Fine Point and Tamerlane. Now, Fine Point's 290 now. We did bet about 340 after taking into account deductions. And Tamerlane's come in as well. It's now 360 in from 450. But the one that's been back better is t- today is actually Tamerlane. So, number two, our market mover. Another good open runner there, number two, Tamerlane. Zach Lloyd riding well, fresh off a treble Wednesday. Let's move over to race four, and the Phillies are up now, and the Magic Knight Stakes. Uh, and who has been backed here? Well, there's another one here, Remedies. Number three, $6 in from $7.50. So there's really good recent support for remedies here in race four. Outside of that Blanc de Blanc number one, it did come in originally. We bet about $4.10 into $3.50. So it's a nice market move, but I like the good recent support for remedies. So number three, our market mover. Remedies, another good dolphin runner there. What are they doing with this Philly Steel City? What's the latest on here? Uh, Steel City, sorry, I have to go back to that race. 310, Simon. Uh, look, it's been re- really solid over. Overall, so no huge push away from Steel City at this stage. Okay, uh, let's have a look at race five here. Now, this is the Group 3 1100 metre Morris McCartan Stakes. Yeah, Clemenceau number five is the favourite here at 270, and it's been backed in from 370, so that's a good market move for the favourite. At Thelric number two, it's had some admirers as well into $4.20 from 460, but the move for Clemenceau is clearly the one, number five. Zach Lloyd for Team Hawks there, that's race five, number five. Race six is the Shandon Farnap stakes here for the three-year-olds three over 1,500. We've got Sue Godcher very short here, number seven. It's a dollar sixty-five, but Simon it bottomed out this morning at a dollar forty-five. So it's actually just drifted out, just ever so slightly. Well, actually, quite a bit out from a dollar forty-five to a dollar sixty-five. We did bet about two dollars, so it's still supported. But one in this race certainly worth noticing is Awesome John, number four. It's into twelve dollars, and we bet a huge price, about twenty-one dollars. So because of that drift on Sue Godcher, I'm going to go Awesome John, number four, as the tab mover. So number four, Awesome. 
John uh, by Awesome Rock and runs in those colours uh, to race seven. And the first leg of the Sydney Quaddy is the Fairfi Sky High Stakes. This is another one, Punders, like a few runners. So we've got no compromise. It's come in today, number four. Sunshine rising to $5.50 overall. It's a decent move. Benno's been backed as well, number 13. But I'm going to give Zarek the market mover tag here today. Zarek's number 14. And it's actually moved into $7.50. We did bet $14. So Zarek, our tab mover. So another one there for Team Hawks. That's number 14 in the sky high. This afternoon's Group 1 feature for the girls is the 1500-metre Coolmore Classic and it's Stuart 440. It's open and again, it's a really good betting race, this one. Hinged number one, it's been well backed. It's into $6 hinged from um, an opening sort of $7. And Enavisto was backed earlier. It did reach $4.40. It's just back out to $5.50. Uh, other ones that have been backed, Expat number eight into $12. Espiona Torogene number 17 as well into that $13 price. Yearning and She's a Belter. So there's so many that have been backed. But I'll go hinged number one into $6 as our tab mover. Very open, yes. You can see uh, half a length mm -hmm. separating the first six yes. across the post here. And uh, you can also see a monster first four dividend. So yes. it's well worth having a shot at. Uh, over to race nine. This is the group two 1500 metre Ajax Stakes. Ascension has been popular all week. Number seven, it's 460 now. We did bet $8. So certainly the money one here. Uh, Diamil came in originally. It's $9.50 in from 11. Cepheus has been backed at a price and Sabark as well. Just noticing a little bit of support for it. But Ascension is certainly the one here, number seven. So number seven, Ascension there in race number nine. And race ten, Nick, the last is the 1900 metre tab handicap. The clear market mover here is Major Beal, number nine. It's favourite. It's $4 in from $6. I've mentioned a couple of others there are some. There is some money for. We've got Kabosh, it's come in a little bit, and Stroke of Luck, number 13. There's a bit of support for it. But Major Beal, number nine, our tab mover. So number nine there in the last. What was the best on the card? I was going to go Zoo Gotcha. Just that little drift out to $1.65 has got me. So instead, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to go Clemenceau. That's race five, number five, into 270, Simon. Could be a, a good day for Team Hawks. Thanks very much, Nick. We'll get you back on after this first at Rose Hill and take a look at the movers for Newmarket Day Flemington, plus those movers uh, for Eagle Farm in Brisbane. Lovely, Simon. We'll pick up coverage now with our team on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Uh, Chantel Buckling and Corey Brown about to give their pick of the yard. Corey, the horses have left the yard. They've made their way around to the gates. What way have you gone here in the first? Oh, I really like number four, Miss Kanjiki. I just think last time out of Canterbury was aided by a great ride by Nash. He's going to need to give it the same sort of ride here today. Drawn a little bit tricky. Looked terrific in the yard. I think it's paraded well. I'm with three Shotmaker here. He's very flashy. The first horse that walked into the yard, he caught my eye. He has the four white socks. He's only had the one trial coming into this, but I certainly thought he paraded fit enough. So three Shotmaker for me and four Miss Kajiki for Corey. Yeah, I'm with Shotmaker as well. I'm three, seven, twelve, and four. I just uh, like the way he trialed there in the Beaumont uh, tra uh, track there. Um, Mid-February, the trainer's having a marvellous time, Nathan Doyle, in these uh, in these midways at the moment, and I think he gets another little opportunity here, ridden closer from a, a better draw, a, a good draw. I think the big danger is Prince Invincible. If he has any luck at all, Tyler, from this sticky gate, I think he he had no luck the other day, wide no cover, and I love the way he battled 
settled on well, um, and he's third up now with that toughen up run under his belt. Porter controls very solid on track, equal favourite here uh, on the NOP, uh, which suggests that we're going to see a good run from him today. Another one drawn in close. Can he use that barrier? I'm not sure. And I'll throw in Miss Kanjiki, a midweek winner last time. Three, seven, twelve, four. A typical difficult midway, Glenn. Yeah, so three, seven, twelve, and four there. Now with the latest tab fixed odds here on the midway. Gee whiz, six dollars to field. Prince Invincible Border Control equal favourites. Shotmaker, Lancaster Bomber both at seven. Miss Kojiki at eight dollars, and Astero at nine dollars fifty. Uh, there's roughly ninety seconds to bet. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. <laughs> Races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. Sometimes the rabbitos are everything. Oh, that's hard. And sometimes bungee jumping is everything. Oh, that's high. So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with 11 Bunnies games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO. It's Longines Golden Slipper Day at Rose Hill Gardens, the pinnacle of Sydney's Autumn Racing Carnival. Australia's biggest day of racing with five Group 1s featuring the world's richest race for two-year-olds, the $5 million Longines Golden Slipper. Celebrate after the last with a Sydney-only live performance from ARIA award-winning artists now DJ set, including their chart-topping Elton John and Dua Lipa collaboration, Cold Heart, Longines Golden Slipper Day, Saturday, March 18 at Rose Hill Gardens, where stories are made. Book now at theracers.com.au. Let's get to Darren now for the first at Rose Hill. The star-studded card and they're filling the gates very swiftly now for the first of ten. Very open betting race, shot maker goes in along with a steero. And there's only two to move in now, Catesby and Oxford Tycoon. Oxford Tycoon being partnered by the informer printer, Zach Lloyd. So Oxford Tycoon goes in. And we're ready to go now. There's the light for the first on Coolmore Classic Day at Rose Hill. Beautiful day. Track rated a good four. Gates are back. They're off and racing in the opener at Oakfield. Twilight anticipated the start well from Miss Kajiki. Prince Invincible and pushing through his shot maker into a good spot. They're followed by Lancaster Bomber. Nick Tox out very deep. Jack and Reward out wide as well. They're both going forward. Back in the field is Catesby on the outside of Border Controller. Astero drawn wide out being taken back. And a length away to Oxford Tycoon and Miss Einstein is last of all. So Shotmaker found the front from Prince Invincible and Nick Tox planted three wide. The Trip. Then Oakfield Twilight railing to fourth in front of Jackwin Reward. Just been nudged along a length for the back to Catesby out deep. Back on the inside, Lancaster Bomber from Miss Kajiki. Astero deep out. Border control pulling back on the field. Miss Einstein taking a rouse run. Oxford Tycoon pulling to the outside. Into the straight. Shotmaker and Prince Invincible, the joint leaders. A length and a half away to Lancaster Bomber. Further back to Oakfield Twilight. Miss Kajiki and Border Control. Astero down the outside. Prince Invincible and Lancaster. Lancaster Bomber. Lancaster Bomber put the head in front now. Down the outside, Astero with a big run late, but Lancaster Bomber's broken clear, and he's going to beat them today. Astero's second. I think Border Control, Nick, third, right on the wire from Prince Invincible or Miss Kanjiki. Then came Catesby from Oakfield Twilight, Shotmaker weakened out. Then Nick Tock from Oxford Tycoon and Jacqueline Reward. 
So six Lancaster Bomber, 710 and 240 for Chad Schofield, one of zero through 20, and it's a photo for third. Of the blinkers have done the trick today. He's really got on with the job. So uh, I think the blinkers can get a bit of credit there, getting the rails run, coming off heels, and going on for his seventh win. He hasn't uh, been in the winner's door for a while. Astero's come from right out the back. Amy McLucas in the saddle for Matt Smith to run second. And Border Control will nick third. Number 12, Border Control, Rachel King for Adam Duggan, just in front of Prince Invincible. So, clear-cut win to Lancaster Bomber, 6-1-12-7 and 7 official, and the time on the opener is 1-10-41. 1-10.41, the gallop for the midway. Just running a check of the class record for the for the company there. That will go down as a class record and take plenty off the previous. In fairness, that was established on a heavy nine. Good for the going today. Big win to Lancaster Bomber, 61127 official with other details to follow. Thanks, Darren, and take dividends won't be too far away either. What we're going to do now is take a look at the tab movers for uh, Flemington with Nicole Thomas. Now, Nicole uh, is back with me now, and Nick, the first from Flemington is coming up in 11 minutes. So what's happening with the market race one? You've got a really good market move here for the favourite. Shock em over. It's been really well back. Number four. It's into $1.75 from an opening $2.50. And it's been $2 in this morning to that $1.75. The only one that's remained reasonably solid outside of the favourite is Independent Road number three. But shock em over. Clearly the one number four. Shock em over there. That's race one. Horse four over to race two. This is the BRC member James Maddie sprint which is over 1100 Another shorty here in What You Need, number six, the favourite. It just has drifted today. Uh, it has drifted out from 180 out to the $1.90 price, but we did bet a bigger price, so it is a shortener overall in this market. But another one there's money for today is Fasuto, number seven. It's been $7 into six recently, so I'm going to make Fasuto, number seven, the market mover. So that's Fasuto, number seven, there in race two, over to the third event. This is the Tab Cooney Stakes for the three-year-old fillies over a mile. Well, no huge move for either favourite at this stage. And one that's actually come in from a big price is number six, Rosita. It's into $9 from an opening $15. And another one there's money for is Nunthorpe early into $12. But I think Rosita, I think it's the best market move in the race so far. So number six, our mover. So number six, Priscilla down for Chris Lees over to race four. This is the group two, two-year-old size produce stakes. Yeah, again, this is an interesting betting race and there are some roughies that have been supported. Flyball is one of them, number 10 into $31. Portarosa, number 13, is another one punters like at odds. It's a $14 chance. But the one I'll make the tab over is Fist of Fury, number 5. We've moved in from $13 into $8. So Fist of Fury, number 5, our tab mover. Number 5 there in the size, over to race 5. And this is the Group 3 1,600-metre matron stakes for the mares. I've got two good moves here. One of them, the favourite, Barb Raider, number three. Three sixty in from $4.80. And Sarah Leo Miss, number five, is the other one. It's into $9 from 11 But Barb Raider, out of those two, is certainly the best of them. So number three, our tab mover. Race five, number three. Race six is the first leg of the Melbourne Quaddy, and it's the prelude to the Tab Australian Cup. Yeah, really interesting move here for a few runners. Maricino was backed early, number four, about $11 into the $6.50 price. But today there's been some good money for Vow and Declare. Vow and Declare has been $8, uh, $8 into $7.50 very recently. Uh, right You Are is the favourite, number seven, just pretty solid at the three fifty quote with some money for Young Werther as well, number nine. So a few have been backed here, but I like the money coming for Vow and Declare, number three.
race six, number three, Vow and Declare in the Australian Cup Prelude. Over to race seven this afternoon's Group 1 feature at Flemington is the Yulong Stud New Market Handicap. Well, I wish I wins a drifter out to $5, number three, with some money coming for in secret, number 15. We did bet $5, it's into four sixty, And the other one that's had some good market support is the other three-year-old bonus, not chairs, number 16. It's into $9 from an opening $11. Uh, but today, I think it's been the best supported, so let's go bonus, not chairs, number 16 is our mover. Gee, Benny Thompson will be on a high. He uh, <laughs> wins the Oakley Plate and then the new market handicap uh, in a couple of weeks. Good luck to him there. And to Maddie Smith, of course. Uh, over to race eight. This is the 1400 metre group three Shaftesbury have a new handicap. Yeah, Ayrton here, number th- sorry, number four, is our favourite at $3.30. It's coming from three forty, so just a slight move inwards. I've noticed some really good money come for Scalapini today, number one. It's into $4.40 and it was $5 this morning. So Scalapini, number one, is our mover here in race eight. OK, Scalapini there for O'Day and Hoisted. Could be a big day for the Queenslanders again. Now, over to race nine, the last is the three-year-old 1,400 metre Circa Plate. Yeah, Punter's going pretty wide here, so there is money for a few runners, including Climbing Star, Zoo Pouring, certainly number 12, but the one to make the tab move is Meridius, number two. It's been a decent move, seven fifty into $6, so Meridius in the last. Lloyd Kennewell there, race nine, number two, and the best Melbourne. Oh, this was an easy one. It's in the first. A dollar seventy shock them over. Number four. We bet two fifty into that dollar seventy. So race one there, number four, very heavily back, Simon. All right, Anik. We'll take a look at Eagle Farm in just a moment. But here are totes at Rose Hill. So six Lancaster bomber paid seven ten and two forty. One Astero three twenty. Twelve water control two thirty and seven four Prince Invincible. The Quinella thirty six twenty. Exact to fifty eight dollars. Trifecta four hundred and twenty seven ninety. And the first for $2,186.80. A length and a quarter by length, 110.41 the run, home in 34.96. Up next, the Pago Pago heads due to jump at five minutes to one, and Mahaba opens at $3.60. The first from Flemington is only six minutes away. Right, let's take a look at movers for Eagle Farm. Uh, Nicole, as I return to you, our first in Brisbane is due to jump in 35 minutes. And it's a two-year-old here over 1300 yeah, good move for two at decent prices here. Capital C, number four, it's $6 now, we bet 13 so it's an excellent move. And All Valor, we went up a huge price, number three, $31, we went up, it's into 13 But Capital C, I think it's a really nice move for number four, so it's our tab mover. Number four there, one for Stewie Kendrick in the first half of a race, number two. This one's a class three over the mile. Yeah, punters really like the two favourites here, the Red Kite and Lovely Esteem. The early money horse was the Red Kite, into 260 from 280, but certainly Lovely Lovely Esteem is the one, number nine. It's $2 now, and we did bet $2.60. So Lovely Esteem, clearly the mover here, number nine. Number nine in race two over to the third event, and this one's a benchmark 85 over 1,600. Again, the punters think this is a race in two between the favourites Sagacious and Santero, and they raced against each other last time as well, but the money is certainly with Santero to turn the tables number seven. It's a $2 chance here in from two thirty with Sagacious $3.30 and just starting to come in today from three fifty. but Santero, number seven, our market mover. Race three, number seven, over to the fourth event, and this is a benchmark 78 over the 1830. 
Yeah, Miracle Spins, the one here, number 11. It's been a really nice move overall, $3.80 into $2.80. So clearly the one they want. A Clyde, it's certainly worth noting, though, number one's come in too. Clyde's been $10 into $5.50. So note that, but Miracle Spin, number 11, is the best of them. So number 11 in race four. Now to race five here. This one's a 1,000 metre handicap.